1: Welcome to the Married at First Sight of where we'll be covering Season 14, Episode 13. Today, I am one of your co-hosts, Jason Reed, and I'm usually joined by uh, my other co-host, Asia Welch, but uh, she's not here yet. Uh, I'm kind of glad. I wanted to talk to you guys privately a little bit. I just, I wanted to express my frustration over uh, Asia, like, sicking all the dog moms on me last week. I thought it was really unnecessary, and it got people like really coming after me online. Uh, so I just wanted to like talk about it with you guys and, and just
2: hey. You... hey, hey, how hey, are you,
1: Asia? What's up? Um, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. How, how long have you how long have you you been here?
2: I, you know, I've been here the whole time, listening oh. to everything. Okay. I was. I watched you play volleyball right before this, but then oh, you know I heard yeah. everything you just said. Oh wow, wow, yeah, wow.
1: <laughs> oh. Um, I'm, I'm. You know, I, I said what I said. I speak passionately, <laughs> uh, and I, I don't think I should be crucified for that. So yeah, you know.
2: Well, look. As long as you're happy podcasting, then it's that's all that matters, right?
1: Yeah, that's that's all that matters. As long as me and the listeners are happy with our. Podcaster listener relationship. That's all mm-hmm. that matters. That's it. <laughs> Asia, how are uh, you?
2: I'm doing well. Um, I you know, I've I've been 30 for a week now, so it's I'm a whole really, world, right? It is. I'm, I'm settling in, I'm getting used to it. This uh this You're new a
1: little more <laughs> when you wake up in the morning.
2: hmm Exactly. Um, I'm not moving as quickly, but I'll adjust. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. <laughs> How are you doing, Jason?
1: I'm doing good. Uh, you know, this, this episode left me uh feeling many emotions, um fr- confusion, frustration, anger, mm-hmm. uh <laughs> happiness <laughs> or some things, not a lot, but uh, you know, it just it it, it sent me all into a tizzy this, this week, and I can't wait to talk about it.
2: Oh, absolutely. Like this, it's funny because, you know, I gave you an ultimatum. I said, let me podcast about the ultimatum or I'm done with this podcast.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, you know, then to resolve that, that ultimatum conflict, we decided to, you you know, date other podcasting other (laughs) podcasters to, to see what it would be like for some reason, because for some reason (laughs) that would, that would help us (laughs) with the ultimatum
3: that's been given.
2: Exactly. Uh, for those of y'all out there who have not watched the Ultimatum on Netflix, go check it out. It is a hoot. Um, it's definitely for this audience. Yeah, for we, sure.
1: It's by the same production company, so they make the same weird decisions with casting. Um, so you'll you'll yes. you, you all will enjoy it. I'm sure. It's it's a, it's been a hot mess so far. Exactly. If only there was a and, podcast. And if you have subscribed.
2: It right i mean if only you know if if you've subscribed to the love at first sight feed then you may have noticed a little podcast out there about the first four episodes of the ultimatum they've dropped the they've dropped eight episodes so mary kwakowski and i are covering uh this season one across three podcasts we talk about the first four the second four and then we're going to talk about the finale and the reunion and so that's on the same in, in the same place that you found this podcast so go check it out uh it, it was it was it was a fun time talking about this interesting concept in right, Austin, you know, Texas. I'm,
1: I'm glad that you had fun uh, with <laughs> yeah. your other podcaster friend. <laughs> right. Not jealous at all. In case you were wondering.
2: Right, right, right. It's funny because this episode I've never or maybe I just haven't noticed it. But but since I didn't watch it the night of, I got so many people like, oh, my gosh, have you watched it yet? Because Mm -hmm. it sparks so many emotions.
1: Well, I mean, that's what happens when the experts finally show up.
2: Exactly. And we get to talk about
1: real issues and have some some quasi real intervention, which we'll get into (laughs) whether or not we agreed with the opinions of the experts, which I have some things to say about. (laughs) I
2: have thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, we're here to talk about episode 13 of season 14 of Married at First Sight. But before we jump into it, we wanted to highlight some reviews. Um, We thank you all so much for going out there and just Helping our rating out on Apple Podcasts. Um, we have some like at least, like 30 something reviews on Spotify or like ratings. So, def- thank you so much for giving your feedback and leaving us reviews. Um, so, definitely want to point a couple out because at the end of the season, we're going to send something special to one of these, uh, one of the reviews that we have received. We're going to randomly select the five star rating that we received. So, the first one I want to highlight is from emono the subject is playing catch up Uh, i've always been a big fan of reality tv and a fan of podcasts and i've never really listened to reality recap shows before so glad i found this podcast a few days ago and i can play catch catch up before the season ends even though i have a love-hate relationship with mass more of the latter than the former (laughs) same uh this shows help this show helps validate those feelings it feels like i'm hanging with the homies hey (laughs) Hey,
1: Uh, yeah. So the one I want to read this week comes from, uh, JMC in Smudgy. Interesting name. Very, uh, mm-hmm. unique. Uh, it's titled Funny and Insightful. Uh, and it reads, uh, I love this podcast. Asia, Asia, Asia and Jason <laughs> have a great dynamic with each other and their guests. They all have great insight into the show, often about things that I have overlooked. They are funny without being mean spirited and their sly takes on maths nonsense at the beginning of the show always gives me a laugh. I give the show five stars, Asia five hearts, and Jason five peanut butter sandwiches. Thanks, guys. <laughs> hey, five peanut butter sandwiches. Don't threaten me with a good time. That's what I'm talking about.
2: Okay, ginger, Chicken Finger Man. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's my kind of party. Yeah. Right. So yeah, oh, guys. Man. Guys, we love. Like Asia said, we love the ratings and reviews. The ratings are appreciated, but the reviews even more so because it gives us a lot more visibility. And Apple Podcasts, uh, you know. Kind of weighs reviews differently than ratings. It's it's weird. So reviews mean a lot more. And I mean, in this case, since we're on the same feed as another show, uh, <laughs> I don't I remember what the show's shows. called. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, the reviews help me because I know that you like me on this show. I can tell that for a fact. They're like of all.
3: If you of mention all that you hosts. like maths,
1: <laughs> right? So for my ego and my self confidence, I need you guys to leave me a review telling me how much you love this this particular show
2: (laughs) they're like of all the hosts on the love at first sight feed jason is my favorite that's
1: right that's that's (laughs) what i'm looking for you you nailed Uh, it on the head right there
2: oh man so yeah let's let's dive into this episode because anytime the experts come you know we have so much to discuss um so just an overarching theme of this episode or the 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 plot of this episode was it's like it is about 17 days until decision day and each of the couples got a visit from dr pepper and pastor Cal. um and i had and i had some opinions about i know that you know dr pepper pepper sat down with one person pastor Cal sat down with one person but i feel like they should have sat down with both people yep so like I, Not I, at the I, same I, time, but like each expert sit down individually with both partners.
1: Okay. Yeah, I get that. I had mentioned last week that I would, have, I would have liked for them to meet individually and then with them for them to come together. Maybe mm-hmm. even like, oh, like the couple and, doc, and Cal and Pepper at the same time. Like right.
2: Like so a piggyback. Conversation
1: and they kind of sort of try to do that, but I think where they messed up was they did this in this weird open forum style. With yeah. all of the other couples, so I don't, I don't think that, like, if you're in this big group setting, that you're going to get as open as you could be if it was just the couple and Cal and Pepper.
2: Right, like people are going to want to be vulnerable in front of all of these. Like, the other people are j- like more strangers than their partners. I mean, in some cases, I feel like <laughs> Jasmina knows Catino better than she knows Michael, yeah. <laughs> but. <laughs> It's like no one wants to be completely open and vulnerable in front of all these people. Like, could you imagine Mark being able to have the kind of talk he had with Pastor Cal in front of everybody? Exactly. So. Yeah,
1: it was going to happen. So, yeah, I, I wish I, I like the separating them at first and then mm-hmm. coming together um, to kind of talk about because we can't trust these people to go to their significant other and actually talk about what was talked about with the expert.
2: Right, you have to alone. And be like, no, this, Literally. that's not what I
1: told you. I told you this, so right. I want you to say that to that person.
2: Yeah, they they are not equipped to handle this alone. <laughs> we we clearly see we, that. they've been
1: it, handling um, it alone for the most part this whole time, and it's good. Look where it's exactly,
2: got it. <laughs> and l- look at them now. <laughs> um, so which couple do you want to start with first?
1: Uh, let's let's go with uh, with uh, old mock the Shock and Lindsay. Um, yeah, mm. this is this. Oh boy. This, it, this was a very interesting couple this week for a couple of reasons. So we start with this and this episode was very structured, like no nonsense. It was like, okay, this yeah. couple gets their cow pepper visit, then they get a debrief mm. and then they go to volleyball. Like it was very mm-hmm. structured, like no, no, that's no, it. No, no funny boss. business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we start the episode with them and it we, we, we come in in a fight. Like there's no lead up. We just we just go into the kitchen there in the middle of a fight. And
3: uh, I needed an
2: appetizer or something. I was not prepared for that. I was was like, "Are did I miss something? Like why? Why are we just dropped right into the middle of this? Like it instantly made me uncomfortable.
1: It's very tense. Yes. Uh, So yeah, Lindsay is is you know almost yelling at Mark saying she's at a, com- I'm at a complete loss with you. And she does the, all I wanted was consistency <laughs> a thousand times. And she says she feels drained. Uh, You know, he, he, it's the same song with these two. She wants consistency. He says, well, I just want healthy communication. And the way you speak to me is not healthy. He says this while he's basically yelling uh, <laughs> at her. So I don't know. <laughs> then in a confessional Mark's telling us, you know, he's not one to quit on things, but the last five weeks have been tough. And apparently this fight, which we get revealed, is still a continuation from the argument, from the photo shoot, apparently the night before.
2: Which is, like, realistic, you know, because usually yeah. we come out of these arguments and it's just like, okay, dun, dun, dun. And then the next, they're like, yeah, so we're trying to do something that's good for us. Where it's just like, oh, right, no. So it never happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. are like, wait, where was the makeup? So yeah. this felt realistic, um, even though it was just like, they were both on 10 and it was like. Mark was finally getting to that point of that he's been trying not to get to.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh she's uh she tells him that he's not showing up for her or the marriage. Uh and you know, he he again goes over you raising your voice to me and it starts triggering me. And our communication and speaking styles are different. And he tells her, you know, he 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 tells her he won't go negative towards her. He'll be calm, even when she's being negative towards him. And then she's like, Well, when are you gonna be start being positive? He repeats mm. again, I'm gonna remain calm. You, you try to take a negative again uh, but if she can't try it's pointless and and you know he says it's, it, he tells her it's all about what, I, what I'm not doing what I can do for you they go through this back and forth all the yes. time like, you know it's not me it's you you're not telling me what I'm doing you're not bringing anything positive but you're not telling me what I can do it's, it's just a back and forth finger pointing the whole time
2: there's like with that method there's never any accountability and it's just like where do you go from there you're just going in a circle constantly because yeah. you keep you're using what they're saying to bring it back to yourself, which is just like, okay, yeah, your own needs are important, but they they both think they're in the right so both of them think that they are doing what the other person needs. And my main thing about like earlier in the conflict uh, or earlier in the argument where she was like you know healthy communication is consistency for me. I love that Mark instantly pointed out, that's what works for you. That's yeah. not what works for me.
1: Yeah, I need healthy communication first. That. Like to to be consistent, I need healthy communication first from you. Like mm-hmm. that's that's what I need first. Mm. And so you know, it's it, it, she repeats the consistency line again. Talks about how much how he's not giving her affection, uh, and and she mentions like. You, you pour into everybody but me. You, you spend all your, you spend your night messaging everybody but me. And before you go to bed, you don't message me back, which told me like, obviously y'all aren't even spending like the night in the same bed. Like y'all are in separate rooms. That's,
2: that's what I was confused about. I'm like. Knowing Lindsay though, imagine like he had sent her a text earlier, and then they're in the bed together, and he still hasn't responded. And she's just and she mad because like you're on your phone. Like,
1: are you not going to <laughs> respond to my text message? Right? I'm right next to you. What are you talking right? about? But you didn't respond to it, Mark.
2: Mark doesn't strike me as a person who's great with his phone. Like really? I don't, I don't feel like he's a quick texter. Like he's attentive to his phone. I don't know. I just don't get that vibe from him. That if I were to text Mark, he would text me back within like five minutes.
1: I'm sorry, I was eating all my goldfish. I didn't. Know. <laughs> right. I wasn't paying attention on my phone. How many right. shark emojis do you think he sends a day?
2: Oh, it's probably after every like, "Hey, what's up, shark?" <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so he tells her she you know she just complains and nags all the time this is when he starts getting like heated
3: mm-hmm. and
1: you know talks about how she keeps saying she's gonna leave but she never does and then she <laughs> asks her do you want me to leave and this is the thing about Mark Mark's like cannot give a yes or no answer the same thing with last episode which like mm-hmm. you want me to stay he's like it could be great if you did like no just say I want you to stay and in this and she's like do you want me to leave he's like if you want to
3: <laughs> no it's a
1: yes like, like Lindsay said it's a yes or no question yeah, and he, I think he kind of wants her to leave, like I mean, to be He
2: does, but he wants her to want to leave, yeah, because he'll feel less guilty.
1: Like, how can you keep saying you're gonna leave, but you never do? Please <laughs> right. just leave, please make your threat real and leave.
2: Stick to your word and yeah. leave, like you said
1: you would. Like you walk out the door and then you come back. I want you to walk out and keep walking. Right. Um, so he tells her he's trying his hardest to deal with someone difficult for him and she's also trying to deal with someone difficult for her and he basically like i'm sorry that i'm not what you want i'm sorry that you know you're not you're not what i want i'm not what you want and uh, she didn't really
2: know what to say to that yeah because it's like okay he's acknowledging that because you keep saying it over and over and over he's acknowledging that he's not the guy that you pictured yourself with so now what does she say to that She keeps calling out all these negatives, just like like she's saying he does. It's like, Lindsay, that's what you do nonstop. You anything that is negative, you call out. Right. And it's one thing to be constructive. It's another thing to just like just keep trying to tear him down, which she feels like he's doing, which is why she's doing it. But it's she's not listening to him. It's like she
1: calls it out in the worst way every time. Every like she time! Can't, she can't give helpful, constructive criticism. It always comes negative. And that's what he's saying. That's what he keeps saying all the time. Yeah. You, you, you speak negative all the time. what he tells her. And she tells him, you know, I, I now I'm hurt. You don't respect me, value me, or care about me. And then guess what she does, folks? She leaves.
2: <laughs> and goes to the roof, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, goes to the roof <laughs> to smoke pot with Elijah one, probably. Yep. Um, so then we, for them, we get into their, their meetings. Uh, Mark is meeting with Cal. Um, On the diary cam, Mark tells us he's mentally drained and exhausted. His biggest fear is that nothing will come, nothing, no change will come from this. And then just end up saying no on decision day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he meets with Cal and Cal sits him down and says, you know, we got, we got to learn how to, how to, how to work this out. Cal says, I admit her delivery is not great. (laughs) So (laughs) we, we cut to the bunch of flashbacks where Lindsay's delivery is not great. Of her atrocious way she says things. Yep, and Cal says, "Well, we can work on that." But I mean, but can you though? It, this feels like really ingrained. <laughs> you sound like Lindsay. Mark. <laughs> yeah, I, and this, this is the thing I'm getting from Mark. He's like, I don't know about that. You're not, as he said, uh, you know, a long time ago, was like you, you're not here. Like you're right. not experiencing it. Like,
2: <laughs> right? Because it's like, and it, another thing we have to think about is we're getting the camera version. Imagine the things that you know, the type of conversations they have with each other off camera, that is just like, if she gets mad or if even if he gets mad and he's being dismissive or she's just saying things in the worst way possible. So it's just like, I, pastor Cal thinks that anything is repairable, right? Anything Mm -hmm. you can kind of make improvements on, but I'm like, pastor Cal, are you looking at the woman that you're dealing with? Lindsay.
1: (laughs) And, you know, it's like, we've, I, they've been together five weeks so they've been together 35 days
2: mm-hmm. how how many
1: days do you think they've gone without having an argument in this 35 days I'd put it at less than 10 oh yeah but there's been no there, the days that have been no arguments and everything's just been fine
2: yeah somewhere between 5 and 10 <laughs> yeah uh,
1: so Kels tells him you know uh, you have to tell someone how to treat you or else they'll treat you however they want and I'm just like he's he's constantly telling her how he wants to be treated stop saying, stop being negative uh come from a place of you know positivity and negativity don't yell don't hit below the belt i mean I, like cal like this is, she this refuses
2: is, to listen
1: she refuses to listen cal why are you telling him this because this is what he's been doing mm-hmm. and uh you know cal says he you know to ask her why she argues so aggressively that's one of the things he wants uh mark to take back to Lindsay and ask her about uh, Mark says the way they argue and the way that she argues reminds him of his parents. And then Cal just like, Cal comes, and just hits Mark with like a ton of bricks. Yes. Cal's like, uh, you know, does this remind you specifically of like your mom? And so then we get a flashback of, of like the, the matchmaking process preseason and Mark's talking to Cal about, you know, the things, how his mom and dad would argue. And, you know, Cal says, the way that Lindsay argues triggers you into remembering the fights that your mom and dad would have. Um, and he asks Mark, he says, you know, the way that you care for your mom, why don't you care that way about Lindsay? Mark says, well, I mean, just because she's my mom like she did everything for me. So I want to make sure that I'm doing everything for her to take care of her at this time. So Cal says, Mark, uh, are you afraid of turning into your father? It's like,
2: Phew. right. bomb Mark's drops. Like,
1: oh, my gosh. My, it's like <laughs> opens up something huge for Mark like he mm-hmm. never thought about it he, he starts tearing up like immediately starts crying a little bit and you know Mark is telling us about how his father would sometimes not even have to say anything
3: mm-hmm. and
1: his mother would start arguing with him over like the littlest things yeah so I mean that that's that's kind of what's going literally on literally what with, happens with to his him every day right yeah. yeah so this is like spot on analysis from Cal and this it's it, it really opens up Mark's eyes I think
2: That's why I say like I went like certain people are able to really do well with certain people. So like I thought Pastor Kyle did a great job with Mark and I thought he did a really good job with Michael. And I feel like he could have done a great job with Olajuwon. Not a great job, not an impactful job, but at least calling him out. Um, But we'll, we'll get to that for sure. But with Mark, it felt like he said exactly like it was it was it was as if like Pastor Cal really understood who Mark is as a person and really understood his background from going through the, the process of getting cast on the show. So it was just like this was like a real therapy session for Mark. And I feel like it really opened his eyes.
1: Yeah, Cal came in really prepared for this. Mm-hmm. Like he, he researched like, what was Mark talking about? before How can I help him out? And mm-hmm. this, this opened Mark's eyes. But I'm not sure if it's going to do anything to repair the relationship.
2: I feel true true i think it i think yeah to repair the relationship no but to improve their communication for the remainder of these 17 days yes
1: it definitely gives mark something to think about and to chew on Mm -hmm. um, in his communication with Lindsay.
2: yes Um, and and future relationships because i don't think he like i feel like he thinks it has an impact on him as a person like oh he's a nurturer because of it But I don't think he truly understood before this point how it affects his romantic relationships Mm -hmm. Um, and especially specifically with Lindsay, because it just like he just shuts down. And it's because he's unconsciously thinking about the things he he went through growing up with his parents. And so I applaud Pastor Cal for this little session Mm -hmm. um, because Mark needed to hear that.
1: Yeah, and then Cal tells Mark, you know, she needs to feel secure with him. And once she feels that, you know, and she needs to know that you're there. And he says, once it happens, the arguments will subside, which I don't think is true. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Lindsay's going to find anything to argue about, like Mark's mom. Yes. Um, Mark says, you know, he he thought at this point, just going through the process, their communication would be better. And then Cal stops. This, so that, see, that's one of the problems. Your expectations here are going to screw you up. Basically says there's no timetable for this and you know if this was a regular dating situation you both would have been done by now Mm -hmm. Um, and Mark says you know he just wants them to be healthy and Cal says that they can and I say (laughs) I don't know about that
3: Right? (laughs) I don't think so
2: Uh, it's like yeah now Pastor Cal goes sit down with Lindsay so you can so you can see if all this stuff you're saying is actually applicable because there are two people in this relationship Mark can make all the improvements he wants, but if the person he is talking to is not listening, where can you go from there?
1: So like, yeah, cause I mean, so you, you want like, you want a meeting with Cal for both people. You want mm-hmm. Cal and Pep to take a couple separately, not one.
2: Enemy. Yeah. Like four meetings.
1: Oh, you want four meetings. One, yeah, like oh, wow. Pastor
2: Cal and Mark, Pastor Cal and Lindsay, Dr. <laughs> Pepper. and that's the, So like, why'd they bring them in together? This could be his own episode. We, what was it? A couple episodes, maybe last, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. It was just like a nonsense episode. It was like, mm-hmm. we could have done something productive here. Well, what did we just watch? So, yeah. I'm like, they, they didn't have to bring them in as a, a package duo. Like, Dr. Pepper can have her own episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, we had a Cal episode, like, a long time ago. Right. Um, but we haven't seen Dr. Pepper at all Mm-mm. this season with the couples.
2: She's booked and busy.
1: Which is, and that's just unacceptable. Like, for this show to be so about, like, we're going to throw you into this situation. But don't worry. We've got experts that are going to help you out. hmm And for this to go five weeks in in their time, 13 episodes for us. Yes. Is crazy to me. Like, that you haven't helped them out more. Yeah. And that's why everyone's in such a disarray, I think, is part mm-hmm. of the reason for it. Exactly. Because you know? if if I, I think at least at least two of these couples would be in such a better place
3: if
2: mm-hmm. they got this
1: type of advice uh, you know, three weeks ago. Yep. Or two weeks ago in their time. They would have been they'd be in a, a such better place. Stephen Noy would be in a better place. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael and Jasmine would be in a, such a better place. I don't know about Mark and Lindsay. I, I just think Lindsay is is really stuck in her ways. I think it's going to take a lot for her to change.
2: But Absolutely. How how old is she again? Is it 33, 34?
1: It's around there, yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: Um, yeah, so we get into Lindsay's meeting with Dr. Pepper. Um, Lindsay tells Pepper that, that, you know, Mark is really nice, but she sees a pattern of say it with me, folks, inconsistency. <laughs>
2: Isn't that Uh, like an oxymoron? Oxymoron, a pattern of inconsistency. Yeah.
1: Well, she does say like he's consistently inconsistent. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You know, she she tells Pepper that she told Mark that she would be all in from day one. When you lose my love, you lose it forever. Which I I think we've been saying like that's a nonsense statement to make.
3: Mm -hmm. Like
1: that's a crazy thing to say to someone. And Pepper pretty much calls her out for that and says, you know, hey, don't say things like that. Like don't forecast things by saying that he's going to lose you forever and it's going to automatically make him super defensive
2: Yeah, you know, use such she a definitive these, language like that exactly her speaking in these extremes all it does is make him more fearful because yeah. he's like okay well then that's on the table so I need to watch what I do watch what I say because that you know it's not like you know with a typical marriage you're t- till death do you part now he's thinking, okay, if I don't do this, then she's just gonna say no on decision day, or she's just gonna break up with me because she'll be done. It's just like that's never helpful. Yeah, I mean, in a
1: situation like this, I don't know if you want to come in saying like I'm in love, I'm I, you got my all from day one. Mm-hmm. That's not really like realistic. Like, yeah, we need to we need to build it. It's not 100 percent from day one, and then I lose you by day four. Yeah, like, that's that's <laughs> gonna just ruin everything. Hmm. Uh, so, and Lindsay talks about how Mark poisoned everyone but himself, and she wants him to reserve energy for, for him and for her. Um, and, and Pepper tells her to, you know, say things less negatively and to, to ask him more questions instead of getting defensive when you guys are having an argument. Um, and then Lindsay kind of breaks down and says, well, you know, this, this anger is like a mask for sadness. I'm sad all the time. And it's, you know, there's so many bad things. It's too much to dive into. Um, and, you know, Lindsay says she feels like there are good moments, but there's so many bad moments. And she references how how badly her mom treated her when she was little and that uh, she never was showed real love and has trouble differentiating the mad from the sad. And and Pepper kind of tells her, well, instead of reaching for the mad, you should try and reach for the sad and work from that angle instead of the anger angle. Um, and, right,
2: because I was thinking, I'm like, we do just consistently see her going towards anger it's very rarely we see like even if she has cried in past episodes it's from she's speaking with anger right just not yeah. like we've seen a vulnerable like I'm genuinely sad and I genuinely want to talk about this in a healthy way um, right
1: and say so, so. like like this is I'm sad and this is why you mm-hmm. may feel this way she right. comes at it with a, a thing you don't do this and you don't do that and you are disrespecting me, and this and that. So and I think if you came at at it with a different tone and from a different angle, you get a much better response from Mark, which right. is what he's been trying to tell her this whole time. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pepper tells her to get on a positive footing, and, and and she has to do that to to kind of breed kindness instead of coming at things with negative negativity and anger. Um, Lindsay says, you know, that she, they have they they had a good chance, but she has shifted. And she has to really work to come back. Um, Pepper tells her to give him uh, reassurance Mm -hmm. when he quote unquote puts out a bid and not to be so negative, but to tell him that she's working on it and not to shut him down when he gives her positive affirmations or positive feelings. So like when he's saying that, you know, he wants to work on things, don't say, well, I don't know. I'm I'm so far gone. It'll take a lot to get me to get me to come back. Right. Or (laughs) that's negative.
2: Right. Or him saying like, hey, Lindsay, let's work on things. Well, when are you going to work on things for me?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah. Uh, so Pepper gives her three questions. Uh, she says, the first one is, what does he think love is? Um, the other one is, how can you define an emotional connection to him? And can he walk away from a disagreement before it gets ugly? I think the real question is, will Lindsay let him walk away <laughs> right. from a disagreement before it gets ugly? Because she want, it seems like she always wants to take it there.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: like he's like the bowling alley is a perfect example he's trying to walk away she says yeah go you know go see if your mother will let you in Right, knowing that that's like a sore spot for him and you know he turns around and responds with uh, have another drink (laughs) I think that's a perfect example of one of these issues
2: yeah I think it feels like she has a thing for wanting to get him to the point of anger because it's like he doesn't show her a lot of just like everyday intimacy, uh, like emotional intimacy. And so it's like, if she can get him to the point of like rage and like he's upset then she's like, okay, he cares. Like she's reading it as yeah. like, okay, he he's showing some emotion towards me. So I'll take that. And so it's like, she's, I don't know, whether consciously or unconsciously, she keeps doing this time and time again, because that is when he shows the most emotion. But it's just like, I mean, we kind of we kind of can see it in that next conversation that their debrief mm-hmm. that he will open up if he if she allows him to, if she stops interrupting and listens, just stop talking all the time, then there's a chance for that.
3: Yeah, I
1: mean, if she comes at things with compassion and makes it less about her and listens, like you said, Get into a better space, right? Uh, so yeah, we get into the we get into the debrief where they both come together and talk about the meetings with Cal and Pepper. Um, we get a diary from Mark saying he's nervous about approaching it and what her reaction is going to be. um
3: mm-hmm.
2: we,
1: we come into the kitchen and Lindsay's making some chicken. She gives him a little piece of chicken, right? Like, Let's see if you like this, and then I'll give you more why if you he, like that.
2: Why did he eat it with a fork and knife, though?
1: I don't know. Like it seemed like like a popcorn chicken that like he could just put it in his mouth.
2: Right. Know. I'm like, and even if it was like a wing, like. I'm at home. I'm picking. Shoot, even if I'm at a restaurant, if I'm eating a chicken wing, I'm gonna pick it up and bite it.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Mark's weird, so he, you know, <laughs> right. that's just how Mark is. Uh, mm-hmm. So they have their talk. Mark talks about um, Cal bringing up his dad and, and how Lindsay is like his mom, and he he tells her like, he never thought of it that way. And you know, he's again getting emotional, and and Lindsay is trying to comfort him. You know, she she grabs his hand. I'm glad he didn't pull it back. Right. Um, so she tries to come from a little bit to, to get him to talk about it. And and we shoot to a confessional when Lisa says no, she doesn't like seeing Mark being hurt, but they do need to dig through the trauma and the pain to see if they can make it work. So these conversations are necessary. Mm-hmm. Um and Mark asks her, you know, why he pretty pretty much asks her what Cal wanted him to ask her. He says, Why do you go to a place of hurt so fast when you're arguing? And, you know, he explains to her that it's a trigger for him when she starts to argue with him like that. Lindsay says, you know, if she gets there when she doesn't feel heard and she feels invalidated and she gets mad and defensive, and then, you know, pretty much she will match his level to where he's at. So once he gets, starts raising his voice, she starts raising her voice, which is, again, more finger pointing, which is exactly. not a good place to be. <laughs> again, Pepper, just talked to you about this. Uh,
2: I, you know, I did see, I can't acknowledge that Lindsay did listen to she, she genuinely listened to Dr. Pepper because she had a completely different approach than she normally has in these type of conversations. She wasn't trying to finish his thoughts. She wasn't interrupting. She was listening. There were, we, I've never seen so many shots of Lindsay just sitting there listening than yeah, I have in this true. conversation. And so I felt like Dr. Pepper really did help. And Pastor Cal helped Mark see where he's at so he's able to properly communicate with her. And so I thought that this was really good because she was being supportive, he felt heard, he was able to express himself. But the problem is as Lindsay points out is consistency and that is from Lindsay. Lindsay yeah. does not realize she's not consistent.
1: Exactly. She needs to always come from a place of kindness, always be like this, this conversation.
2: This, this right good. here should be the reference point.
1: Right. You need Lindsay needs to stay consistent in this attitude and this demeanor and in this style of communication and not take things to another level. Right. <laughs> um so, you know, uh Mark says they need to work on the both need to work on their volume and how they speak to each other. And he says, you know, if we can communicate, we can do anything. A very big communication episode this week for it all was. the doubles. Yeah. Um, so Lindsay starts asking Mark the questions Pepper gave to her. She asks how he defines love. He says it's when someone accepts him for all that he is and doesn't try to change him too much. By trying to force foods on him, Lindsay. Um <laughs> uh, and he he tells her that he said to himself, you know, whoever he 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 wants he marries will have to take the place of his mom and his grandma when they die. I was like, oh. I know that's, uh,
3: like, that's,
1: that's quite heavy. a that's quite a <laughs> place, Mark. Uh right. that's quite a statement to make. Uh, my, uh that, that, that's gonna take some working on in therapy, I think. Cause that's Yes. That's uh that's a little Look, that's look at your partner as your mother and not your wife.
2: Right. He said is that that like motherly protection, but and, and I can I like Mark saying this doesn't surprise me that he feels this way, especially being an only child. But like you said, he needs therapy to understand that the love that he would receive from a wife is going to be a tad different (laughs) than very different different than the mother motherly protection. And I think he's thinking like, okay, if I lose my mom and my grandma, then at least I have my wife to feel that role. And it's like, no, it's a, it's a, it's another role. (laughs) Like there are different roles in front of you. Your wife goes into a different one, but he's trying to put the wife where the mom should be. And he might, he might have some trouble with that
1: and you say mommy issues? Um, yeah, I mean both are roles of support, but it's different support.
2: Like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's it's crazy. As you know, as someone who is an only child from a single mother, I, I can tell you this is not an only child issue because mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't feel that way. <laughs> I can differentiate the, the difference between my mother and mm-hmm. my wife. Uh, so okay, yeah, good Mark, to know. Mark's gonna need a little, Mark's gonna need a little more than a couple of sessions with Cal and Pepper to straighten this out. Sure, this, this is a big issue that Mark needs to deal with. It really um, is. So he tells her he wants her to know that if he didn't see good in her, he wouldn't be here and, you know, he's not going anywhere. So he gives her that assurance that he's, he's not going to leave. Um, so in a confessional, Lindsay says it's nice to hear what she wanted to hear from the three questions that she had. And, uh, you know, they end the segment with a nice little hug and uh yeah. yeah
2: but this next time on though
1: <laughs> yo okay <laughs> so we next time on the couples are going to the annual retreat they do have done every season for a few seasons now uh they're
2: going so, to vermont
1: yep so the couples play the game all the couples play on these retreats uh they write down they ask ask a question. They all write down who they think the question pertains to, and they reveal their answers. So their question is, who starts? Who is the first to start a fight? Everyone answers Lindsay. She says she, you know, she doesn't give a f what any of them think. And <laughs> we cut to uh, surprise, like surprise, surprise, a fight with Mark and Lindsay. Mark, Lindsay says she's done with Mark, and we cut to a confessional. Mark like Well, I'm. I i do not want to deal with this all day. I don't. I don't want to deal with this. And then we get to a weird scene where Mark is seemingly talking to Michael. And he says, do you want to fight? You want to get tough? Not in a way that makes me think that it's actually a fight between.
2: Right. Right. It feels like it's between. They're talking about another situation.
1: Yeah. They're trying to get us. Okay. They're trying to make us think that Mark and Michael are about to brawl, Which they're not. And then for the creme de la creme, (laughs) we get a scene of Mark and Lindsay, Mark's driving. Lindsay's in the passenger seat. And all of a sudden, Lindsay opens the door, apparently while the car is still moving.:
2: The car was clearly in motion, yes. like there's no editing around like, okay, let's make sure the background looks like it's moving while yeah. she opens the door And then we Does cut she to, step out I don't know yeah.
1: and then we cut to Lindsay looking look like she's on a hospital type of uh I don't want to call it a bed,
2: mm-hmm. but the thing
1: they put you on when they get, do checkups or whatever a uh, reclining chair or whatever okay yeah here's my thought right i think Lindsay's just sick and i think she's about to vomit outside of the car i don't mm. think she's gonna do a roll out of the car yeah. to get away from mark while it's moving i, I don't think not. i don't think that's what's gonna they want us to think that that's what's happening but i don't think that's how i think she's gonna i think she's maybe sick she might have to vomit and she opened the Lindsay seems like the type that would have a lot of experience vomiting outside of a car, maybe when she said too much of a drink.
2: Um, you know that is a very good theory that actually very well could be what it is because they just came from this retreat, and mm-hmm. I'm sure they're having a good time, and Lindsay probably overdid it
1: yeah so I, I think I think that's what's going on here. That would be my bet like i don't I don't mm-hmm. think that Marcus said something outrageous and made her leave a speedy speeding car. <laughs> In the middle of of the street, I don't I don't think that's happening.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know about these two. I mean, something that did strike me was like you know during that conversation with Lindsay and Doctor Pepper was just that like Lindsay is sad all the time, and it's not just in the context of marriage; it's in her life.
1: That was so, a real. That was a real real moment. Yes. Like, and I think both of these people need intensive therapy
2: to mm-hmm. help them with
1: their issues before they can get into a healthy relationship.
2: Exactly. Like they, it they don't need to be committing to someone in this way, especially each other until that, you know, they could start the process of working on themselves because, you know, we're always working on ourselves. And sure. so it's like, ugh, that, that was, uh, that was real. So I, yeah.
1: And especially with with Mark's type of triggers, Lindsay Mm -hmm. is one of the worst people for him. Yeah, because as I as I said earlier in the season, which is why I've given them ones the whole time Mm -hmm. to say Lindsay is going to hit below the belt. and Mark is not one to take Conley to that and get over it quickly. And that's exactly what's been happening. Exactly. Um, They Mark was on after party with uh, Steve and Elijah one. Um, not much from Mark here he tells us about uh a segment we didn't see on camera about how they had a really big breakthrough moment where they both talked about their past and they both talked about where their hurt comes from um so yeah that was that was that um mm-hmm. Elijah Juan has apparently talked to Lindsay about her delivery, which is rich coming from elijah one right
2: it probably had, only got worse from him talking to her
1: yeah they've they've <laughs> had they've had quote unquote meetings on the roof. Which is where they like to hang out, and that's where he is has tried to coach her on her delivery. Whatever Elijah,
4: okay, right?
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean that was that was pretty much it. Mark and the after party. So, so where yeah. where are you going with the rating?
2: Um, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go. I and you know I saw progress, which was it was nice to just hear her or like to see Lindsay listen to Dr Pepper and see Mark, um make some realizations for himself but I don't think it's going to be helpful for the relationship so I'm going to continue with the one
1: yeah I mean no surprise for me here folks it's going to be Mm. one and I believe it will stay a one throughout the whole season
2: yeah and that's Um, on a scale from one to five one being they're going to say no on decision day yes being or five being they're going to say yes
1: Yep. Uh, so that's 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 it. For, we're going to tackle all the volleyball stuff uh, at the end of the episode. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, really, there's one couple that had the bulk of that anyway. So we're, <laughs> if, if anything, yeah, if anything comes up with Mark and Lindsay in the volleyball scenes, we'll get to it then.
0: 18 plus
4: but who are we going to next
2: we're gonna go ahead and knock out jasmine and michael um now that they're in this place of liking being around each other at the very least we haven't gotten as much conflict from them so therefore we're not getting as much content
3: from
1: them. they have they have shift they've taken they've shifted and yeah. replaced Stephen noy as yeah. the boring couple <laughs>
2: Exactly. With,
1: with Stephen Noy rising in drama, Mike and Jasmina have lowered into the boring couple slot.
2: Exactly. Um, which is so funny because so many people have such passionate views about Jasmina. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we start out with um, like Jasmina is just saying like she feels really good about them being on the same page and like they made a promise to each other to continue to just give a hundred percent to this. Cause they did have like a a selfie video at one point at like the beginning where all the couples were just kind of giving their thoughts. Yeah. Um, so those were hers. Um, and then when Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal visited, first we we had Jasmina and Dr. Pepper. And so Dr. Pepper asked Jasmina, like, what worries her about um this relationship. And her main concern is she doesn't know his past. Like she feels like even though they've been in this marriage for, what, five weeks at this point, um, she still doesn't know a lot about his past. And she she says that, like, they are on a different page when it comes to trust. Because, like, he's the type of person where you have to earn his trust. And she's the type of person where she trusts people completely until they give her a reason not to trust them.
1: Yeah, I, I saw like the... Yeah, I need to know more about his past. Is a very interesting statement. I feel like five weeks in, like I'm not. I, I'm by nature, I'm not a very secretive person, but I feel like just talking about your past should not be a thing where I have to be super vulnerable to tell you about those things.
3: Hmm.
2: I think it's because they're still trying to learn how to communicate normally with each other day to day. Like they're fine. It's kind of like it's kind of like coworkers where you're at the office and you can talk to them and y'all have a great time. You can have some, some banter and you just have like a good time talking to each other. Right. And y'all talk I'm not going to sit about, down and tell you
1: my traumas.
2: Right. Overloads. Exactly. Ex- exactly. Like there are people you could be working with for years that you're like, wait a second. I didn't know that they had a son, <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> um, So it's just like, you're able to exist and communicate with a person like in close proximity, but then if you're not intentionally making an effort to to have those types of conversations, you're not going to. And so I, I know I like, I feel like she feels that he has communicated that his past has really shaped him and affected how he views certain things. So she's just trying to like, she's heard about, you know, the people that have passed away in his family. And so I'm wondering what, is there a specific thing she's looking for, for him to describe? Because well, yeah. you're not going to learn about the past, what, 20 something years in five weeks.
1: Yeah. I mean, he told her about the brother and mm-hmm. then he told his sister that he talked to her about their grandma and their mm-hmm. mom. It's like, I mean, what else? What else is there? I wonder. Right. It, it's we I mean, like, do we think this is just like, like all their life at home is all these little scenes we get. Being playful around the house. Like, is that the only Mm. thing that happens at a house like 24 7?
2: Honestly, probably if they're at work all day. And then, and so, you know, like he's at a gym and then she is a teacher. So they're not like coexisting throughout the day. And then at home, it's just like unwinding. She says she watches a lot of TV. So I'm sure they're doing a lot of that.
1: So no real real talks. It's uh, it's weird to me. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like you can't. I, I wouldn't be able to look like some of these like conversations that people haven't had or these mm-hmm. details they haven't had. I don't think I could have gone a week without having those conversations. Right. Like it's important about, about my life, about my past, about your life, your past. I don't think I could have gone a week without knowing more about this person that I just got married to. Right. So it strikes me as super odd when we get stuff like this and later with Steve and Noy, like y'all haven't like. How have these simple <laughs> conversations, like not not necessarily simple, but right. y'all have to have these important critical conversations already. It's been five weeks. Like, what exactly. are y'all
2: doing? Exactly. That's that's my thing is just like, OK, if y'all are dating. Totally fine. People are at this level for months before they go there. And then they're like, OK, now we're kind of like taking it to the next level by like, you know, getting deeper with each other. But if y'all y'all are married and you're on a tight timeline, there is a decision that needs to be made at the end of this eight weeks. And y'all aren't acting like that.
1: Right. I mean, if you're casually dating, you're not around the other person every day. You're not coming Mm -hmm. home to this person every day, probably. Like, But y'all are home every day together, presumably having dinner, you know, whatever you're doing to get like in the lead up to get ready for bed. Like when you're in bed before you go to sleep, like you're you've been around each other all the time. So I just don't see how these conversations don't happen.
2: Exactly. Um, so Dr. Pepper also pointed on how, like, she pointed on their physical intimacy. She said, like, there needs to be more touch between them. And Jasmina was like, and and, and we later find out, especially during volleyball, she's like, you know, we're on the couch, we're like, we're close to each other, we hug and stuff. It's just that she doesn't feel anything when he touches her.
1: I said, y'all hug. Like she, like we, we, we hug and we sit close to each other on the couch. Like that's like, come on, like that's it. You think me that's and something? all of my friends? No, <laughs> uh, you think that is something? Like what? Yeah, that's that's basically
3: nothing,
2: right? But Doctor Ka- uh, Doctor uh, Doctor Pepper was saying what we were saying last week. Like in order to get there, well, mainly what I'm saying is in order to get there, like you're not gonna one day just to be like, okay, I want to be all over him. It's a progression. And if y'all aren't progressing, there aren't, y'all aren't doing the little things like holding hands or, you know, uh, like just anything, then you're, you're never going to get there. It's not going to happen overnight. No, that's what
1: I'm saying too. I'm saying that she needs to be more open because it feels Mm -hmm. like she has set this boundary. She has set this standard.
3: Mm-hmm. and
1: she needs to and she I think she says in this segment she's had like little moments of when she feels like she wants to be closer
3: mm-hmm. but she
1: hasn't had a prolonged uh feeling of that right tells like when you have these little moments you need to seize on it and you need to get closer like
2: use right it. yeah I'm just I'm, I'm I'm wondering about this like she doesn't feel anything when he touches her and I'm like I I I wonder what it. I mean, it's just because like she's just not like sexually attracted to him. I, I think and, like, there's. If a, she, I think
1: there's a tinge of that, uh, and I think she says, you know, she talks about, um, you know, she needs to feel an emotional connection if, you know, before she sees any sexual intimacy at all. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just thinking, like, okay, like if this was Idris Elba sitting across from you,
2: like, right? <laughs>
1: would you have the same?
2: She would feel something when he touches her. Yeah.
1: Right. Would you try a little harder to get that emotional connection to form that intimacy?
2: Exactly. I think it, I don't know if she has friend zoned him in her mind, but, and I know that she likes him more, like as a person, as a human that she interacts with frequently. But if she's not feeling like she is attracted to him, like she could find him attractive, but that doesn't mean, like, we all see his arms, right? But if she's, if she's not attracted to him, then they, I think they're going to be in trouble.
1: We also see that height. <laughs> Which yeah. I think another issue for her. Right. Um, anyway, yeah, but yeah. they so,
2: like, looking eye to eye.
1: Yeah, so we've talked a little bit about, like, how, like, they're great friends. And right. how we hope, like, the two of us hope. Mm-hmm. that a friend relationship can bloom and blossom into something more, which right. it, it can. It happens in millions of relationships.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, yeah, I think that's right now we're still stuck in the friend zone and hopefully something can get us out of it.
2: Yeah. So uh, Mike talked to Pastor Cal and Mike had realized like he's basically updating Pastor Cal from the last time they talk and he's realized that he was doing a lot of things out of obligation. Um, and Pastor Cal was like, all right, so you recognize that like you did the work and now you want to do them. Like the feelings came after he was doing the things before his feelings caught up. Um and the whole way the the whole time Pastor Cal is like talking to Mike like he is like his mentor. Mm-hmm. And he's just like coaching him, like, look, yep, what I taught you, you see, it's working out. <laughs>
1: exactly and Mike I think Mike's really taking that in and he's like Mm -hmm. because as he's talking he's like yeah I know you told me that yeah yeah I (laughs) I remember he's like you know what I'm gonna tell you next right he's like yeah I know I know you told me
2: (laughs) exactly um Pastor Cal asked him why he hasn't tried to touch her and Mike was like well we used to kiss at night but then she started feeling like it was an obligation and Pastor Cal like me said he wants him to initiate touch he's like i want you to initiate it Well, he's this like, is, what's gonna happen a, if you don't
1: this is a little weird because i feel like i would be on mike's side where i'd say well listen if you don't want to kiss me i don't want you to kiss me like out of a obligation and you're like disgusted by me like mm-hmm. not disgusted by love but you have no desire to kiss me i don't want you to do it out of obligation i agree with mike on that part which yeah, I was like, no, don't do that. Like, make her kiss you. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, OK, oh, that's <laughs> right. weird.
2: That's what confuses me, because it's like I I do get what I like. I get why Michael is not initiating because it's like no one wants to be rejected. Right. Yeah. But in order for it to be helpful, like in order for them to get anywhere, that's what needs to be done.
1: But it seems like like you're right. You you are right. It seems like he has just ceased intimacy altogether
2: mm-hmm.
1: not even I, I understand like the kissing thing yeah I would understand I'm like well listen I don't want you to kiss me if you don't want to kiss me like I don't want anybody doing something like they don't want to do yeah but maybe scaling it back touch holding hands when you're walking somewhere or you know maybe I would I would see if she would be into some light spooning at night <laughs> while you're in the same bed or right. something uh, but just little hand handholds little like Rubbing your shoulders or something, something. I just feel like he's not doing anything.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So because
1: he's so scared, like
2: right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I wonder if he's going to listen to this advice from Doctor or from Pastor Cal, Um, Doctor Pastor Cal, Doctor Pastor Cal, um, because he says his biggest concern is that they don't have enough time. Like they're they're not going to have enough time to build a big enough connection. Which yeah, y'all are on a tight timeline and y'all spent a few weeks arguing over nothing. So if only there was someone,
1: anyone out there that had knowledge and was able to talk to them about these things to get them help.
2: Right. If only if, if
1: only they had some, I don't know, experts around to help them. Okay. So crazy. quote
2: unquote.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, so after his conversation with Pastor Cal, they debrief, um, Jasmina does like the confessional camera and she says, like, Dr. Pepper was so sweet. I'm like, <laughs> she is. <laughs> um, and so they start talking about like the things that they were talking to the experts about. And they realize like after some back and forth that like, he will trust her if she becomes more vulnerable and she will become more vulnerable if she feels like he he cares and he's putting in that effort.
1: It's like an equation. Like, yes. This equals this, which equals <laughs> this. So this is how we get to the solution. Right. Now, I do want to recognize, because uh, I'm a fellow candle bro, that didn't mm-hmm. like candles again he before did. I started their conversation.
2: Three of them. Yes. I'm hesitant to do three wicks in one candle. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, sometimes that's too much. This man lit three separate candles.
1: He's like, hold on, hold on, before we start. I like these candles. <laughs> Right. let me get my lighter Set the mood <laughs> let me get my big lighter
2: get the sense right um and so so yeah she she does acknowledge that he's been putting in effort and you know like she says she's worried she, she did she did talk to dr pepper about like you know she feels like even if they aren't physical by decision day if she has those emotions in the feelings for him, then she'll be okay to say yes.
1: Yeah, I feel like you know. But if you have the feelings, why haven't you had the intimacy? Mm-hmm. Are, are you, you going well, to catch them the day
2: before? Yeah,
1: you're going to catch him like <laughs> as you're walking into the decision day, like.
2: Like, oh, I like that haircut. Okay.
1: <laughs> you know what? You looking good today. You got your nice suit on. Before the decision day,
2: maybe we can right. make this work. I I, I could keep you around. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so she does tell him like that. She talked about like how she doesn't feel like she knows him enough because they haven't had those deep comb- combos? And Michael feels like they can now have those because of the space that they're in where they are talking more. They're understanding each other more. So he's like, you know, now he feels like they can have those conversations. It's Just a matter of are they? Are they going to start? Are they comfortable with where they at? Are they're yeah. at like coexisting.
1: And why haven't you started yet? Like exactly, if you're, if you're there, why haven't you started yet? Right. Ask questions. Uh, I mean, Jasmine, ask questions of Mike. The questions you want to know. Mike, be more open. Like, just, just do it.
2: Mm-hmm. I feel
1: like they're just get they they all season they've gotten their own way.
2: They have. Um, Pepper was having a nightmare and she started growling and I was like, why is she growling? Good oh boy. <laughs> so. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. What is happening? Mom's got to um, comfort
1: her daughter when she has a bad dream.
2: It's <laughs> like, You're okay. You're okay. I'm right here. Um, so yeah. here,
1: Pepper. Mommy's here.
2: <laughs> uh, so, uh, the next time on, you know, we, we did get a little bit at volleyball. We'll talk about that later. Um, we didn't really get much from them interacting together on the next time on.
1: I mean, there was, there was that noteworthy. one. There was one scene where they're talking, they're talking to somebody who knows who this person is. Oh, um, yeah. It was like, if you, uh, what did she say? If you're going to regret um, letting the marriage fail or something like that.
2: Like you're going to regret walking away.
1: Yeah. And they're just <laughs> they're just kind of staring at her. They don't yeah. say anything. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, surprise, surprise. You didn't get anything from them. But, you know. Yeah. They, like I said, they've, they've kind of transitioned into the boring couple that we don't see. Right.
2: Anymore. So where would you write them?
1: you know i'm i'm hopeful I, I i want i really want things to work out because i feel like if they let it work it will work really well mm-hmm. and they would be among like some of the the higher echelon couples you know in maths history to work out because i feel like they have good chemistry
3: mm-hmm. and
1: they seem good for each other yeah so i'm, I'm going to put it out a four I'm very maintaining hopeful. Maintaining your four. Maintaining my four. I really want it to work and I'm, I'm just hopeful. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I want it to work out. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say at my four. How about you?
2: So I was at a three last week. I am going to go up to a four because I feel like there's still two weeks left. And in that time, if they make adjustments immediately, um, before, so that, that gives two weeks time for that to like settle in they're having consistent conversations things are going well then they both will see like wait we are a good match we should see this through but
1: I, re- I really want them to come to the decision I think some couples come to in this like okay the eight weeks is over but we can still keep working on this and this could right
2: work. it doesn't stop there
1: Right, like we don't have to make this a sure. Like if we make the decision after today, we won't have to pay for our own divorce. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I if we give it a little more time, it can work. If we can, right. like they keep saying, like, well, if we don't, if we got a tight timetable, like
3: not,
2: not really, right? Not really.
1: Like you, you can stick past the eight weeks and keep working on it. And if it doesn't work after that, then sure.
2: Exactly. Yeah,
1: uh, but I want them to really stay at it and. And go even past decision day because they they're they're in a good place right now. Like I don't see Mm -hmm. why they can't just say, "Well, let's just keep trying."
2: Right, exactly. Um. So yeah, that's it for them. Where do you want to head next?
1: Let's go to Stephen Noy. Okay. Oh boy, we we got some negative feedback about our feelings about Noy lately. And to that person, I must say, how do you feel now? (laughs) <laughs> you can't like it's not like and it's not gonna get any better from our end because this like you can't At all. you can't tell me that you feel good about noi after this episode for sure
2: yeah so i I, d- I got a dm of someone saying you know what before i disagreed with you about noi but now <laughs> i totally see what you mean
1: yep and it's like yeah like and this 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 person that disagrees with our opinion about Noi, like like how do you feel like how like you can't tell me this This person, this woman is coming from a place of maturity or like
2: understanding. Yeah. And-
1: you cannot be on noise. You can't keep caping for noy after this episode. Like, take the cape off. Like, <laughs> like put the take the cape off and put the clown nose on if you're still a noy fan after this. This was unbelievable. Yes. All right, let's get into the episode. Okay, let's get into it. Uh, so noy meets with Pastor Cal. She starts. She starts all the conversation. Cal asks how they're doing, and Noi says, "Oh, we're doing wonderful."
2: It's like, "Oh, really, Noi?"
1: Uh-huh. And Cal looks a little surprised by that. He's like, "Oh, really? Because I've heard some other things." Yeah. Um. So Cal begins the the meeting, talking to her about social media, and you know, tells that you know it can cause hurt if you know, and then if they don't talk about what she's posting, and talk about why she's posting these things, and be in in good communication. And she kind of, she kind of takes that. She's like, "Oh yeah, I guess so." Okay. Uh, so then we get into things that she's worried about. Surprise, surprise! She's worried about the finances. She tells Cal she wants to know if he can get a job. And Cal can takes he hold
2: that, down a job. And he hold down a job.
1: And Cal just basically like laughs at her. Like, really? <laughs> can he hold down a job? Like, that's what you're right. concerned about, right? And she wants to know how they're going to provide for for their children. Um, Cal asks her. Cal asks her if the marriage is in danger and she says well she she fears that it could be you just told him that the marriage that y'all were doing wonderful like Mm -hmm. five minutes ago yes I don't know so the cow cow tells her to 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 tell him that she that her feeling of wanting to be financially secure is not a want it is a need she needs to feel financially secure and she tells him she tells him like and she and she annoys like Oh, you want me to put it to him, like, exactly like that? Like, you want me to say <laughs> those exact words? Like, yes, noy? Like, yes. say what you want. Say Or say what you need. Like, in, in clear and concise words, say what you need. Right. Um. You know, she tells him they haven't had that conversation. And when she, when she tells him that, Cal's like, really? Like, y'all haven't talked about this? And he asks he asked her why. And she says, you know, she just hasn't had to have this particular conversation before. So she doesn't know what to say.
2: Oh uh, you know Cal
1: tells her ask ask him how he will make her feel financially secure and you know and tell him that it's part of how you need to be loved because of your past uh, so yeah I mean easy again,
2: I mean I mean okay it's not easy to have tough conversations true. but they have had she the door has been open plenty of times where they're talking about his job yep. and For her to say, like, even to hear this advice from Pastor Cal and still be confused about how to approach it, all you have to do is say, I need to be, I need to feel financially secure. But the way that Noi takes this is, I need you to have a job rather than I need to make sure that you are in a position, like you're telling me you're in a position for me to be financially secure. But can you tell me how? Give me the numbers
1: right this is what that's what she needs to say to him and not and she keeps flip flopping like she told her sister last week well i don't care if he even just gets a part-time job
2: right that's,
1: that's not being financially secure if he just says a part-time job
2: exactly so
1: what do you what do you what do you need Noy? like you need him to both hold down a job and you need him to be financially secure fine great i need you to approach it tell him what you need and tell him sit him down and get him to give you the plan if he's not and, and this she's not alone in the fault here mm-hmm. Steve's at fault too
2: for not, not having communicating. the conversation. It. Right. yeah
1: by over communicating because she under communicates
3: mm-hmm.
1: that's what that's you know every couple is going to have their level of communication and uh, you know to have a good relationship you need to fill in the gaps where things are missing right she under communicates so you over communicate Steve that's where <laughs> Steve is at fault in this because um, it's not just a one-sided noi thing noi i think shoulders most of the blame in that particular department but steve has also been a little wishy-washy with telling telling her what's going on
2: right and i think that's the issue but i think Noy sees the issue as his issue is that he doesn't have a job she doesn't see it as his issue is that he's not properly communicating how he's financially secure because she yeah. thinks like, oh, the, the fix is for him to get a full-time job. No, the fix is to figure out if he is truly financially secure, like he says he is. If you have that conversation and he is not, then let's work through how he can be financially secure, whether that be a full-time job, whether that be taking his entrepreneurial opportunity or his entrepreneurial uh, endeavors serious, more seriously. Or or what, right? It's just that she thinks it's full-time job or he's irresponsible. He is not motivated. He's lazy. So it's just like, Noi, why is that? It. She has it in her mind. The only way to be financially secure is to have a full-time job. But as we saw on After Party, Rudy pointed out, she said last week, Noi said a number that she would be comfortable with He's like, okay, well, what's the number? She said, oh, $40,000. Steve goes, she's good.
1: And then <laughs> he took out a $100 bill and lit it on fire. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, yeah, it's like Steve. Steve's gotten to a certain point in his life, in his career. He got to where his career was in the first place by working hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do believe it's been out there that he has like a master's degree in either computer science or something related that, that doesn't just like come to you you have to work right. hard to, to get it and he's gotten himself to a place where he can chill for a minute that takes mm-hmm. ambition that takes drive um so yeah like I just wish you would see that
2: yeah he, he that also pointed out exactly he also pointed out on the after party that he has built apps like he's done yeah. things to receive income that didn't require a full time job
1: and uh like it's uh, steve was steve was so good on after party i feel like they need to make steve yes. an expert like he was giving everybody advice like on communication mm-hmm. and constructive criticism and i was like oh steve look at you like you need to be an expert right but yeah so yeah it was it was interesting um so steve uh then sits down with dr pepper um, Steve tells her about the social media post about you know uh, if you think you deserve better than you do. Uh, he tells Pepper he's not sure where it came from and it's causing him you know unease and he's upset that she keeps breaking the boundary that he's trying to set with them in their relationship. And and again on after party, Rudy asks Steve like so what was she talking about? And he's like well, I don't even know. Like I'm a, he basically intimated like he didn't ask her because he doesn't want to cause confrontation
2: mm-hmm. oh, I, the 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 natural follow-up question is then who is it about
1: yeah so like i want to i want to see that conversation take place i want to yes. at least hear about what the conversation and it it, it seems like they never cleared it up
2: uh-uh. it just wasn't uh, it wasn't about you
1: <laughs> so don't worry about it She you like walked away from her or something i don't know i, I just want to see what like what that conversation was Mm-hmm. Uh, so Pepper you know says that you know running social media is something that people do out of fear and that Noi is probably afraid of a confrontation so she takes it to social media to vent um, Pepper says the fear may come from the fact that she hasn't seen him work which you know Noi does keep telling him and that she has voiced him that she needs stability and Pepper suggests setting out a plan now like do you need someone to tell you that
3: like, Right. I guess- that's
1: so weird to me. Like, yeah, duh. That's what you should have done it's, in the first place.
2: Exactly. It's a given. And it, but it, it just goes to show that a lot of people that come on this show, they're coming on completely single. You know, like people who are in long term relationships, they may know things like this because they've been in the mm-hmm. relationship. So when by the time they get married, it's not like starting from scratch. These people are starting from scratch. So to think like, oh, y'all should come up with a plan that, I mean, that's been said in so many words when he talked to. When he talked to. um, Sorry, (laughs) when he talked to Dr. Viviana, when he talked to Pastor Cal this uh, the first time. So it's like, what? Why is this? Why is this? uh, Why is this a new concept? And I think it's because they are they literally started at ground zero. And now they're trying to have mature conversations, which they haven't even been capable of doing that together.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like I asked this about Mike and Jasmine. Like, what are y'all talking about at home?
3: Yes,
1: like, come on, like, Noy said, Steve said, well, we just didn't talk about it. Like, what?
3: <laughs> come mm-hmm. on.
1: Uh, anyway, go back to the back to the Steve meeting with Pepper. Um, you know, Pepper says to have him ask like. Is this something that they can work out the question between themselves and not the public and to ask her, you know, why they can't do that? And he says he does want to create an environment where she's comfortable calling to him about about issues instead of putting on social media. But he, he says, that, you know, these issues are ringing alarm bells in his head because, you know, what's happening right now does not fit his vision of, you know, a relationship, let alone a marriage. Mm-hmm. And it can just get worse down the line. He says it feels as if he's being used and taken advantage of to fulfill her desires instead yeah. of working together to create a life um, together. And Pepper repeats that Noi, you know, is acting exactly out of fear, and if he can calm her fears, that things would be better off. Now, gotta take Steve the task a little bit here,
3: hmm. being like,
1: I feel like she kind of just wants to take advantage of me to fulfill her desires. No, I don't think that's exactly it. I do think Noise is genuine when she says, "I just want to know that I'm going to be okay
3: financially." Right.
1: Like, and Steve has failed in that, but Noise is handling it incorrectly.
2: Right. Yeah, he has failed in communicating it to her in a way that she feels secure, and I think it's like this clearly shows that like Steve is in a good position himself right mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah. But then he's like, he's trying to protect that because it's just like. I don't know if he's thinking like, if this doesn't work out, I don't want her to know my entire financial situation. But he's done, right? He's, but he's doing so much protecting of it and being so obscure that it's making Noi think, oh, he has nothing. (laughs) So
1: it's just like, but but that whole like, I don't want to show her how much money I have. I think that's kind of nonsense to me. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not going to, I don't think it's going to swing like the hammer either way. Like, if you show her that you have like, $100,000 $100,000 in the bank, do you think she's going to be like, oh, sugar daddy, like...
2: Right, like can, okay, buy drive me this, buy me that.
1: Yeah, I can dry him up for all he's worth. Yeah. I, I don't think that's where noise would be coming from. <laughs> like, I just don't see noise as a type of person.
2: Yeah, I mean, and like Dr. Pepper pointed out, there's fear on noise end, but there's also a lack of trust on both of their ends because I yeah. feel like if he trusts her, he would be open enough to divulge his financial situation and if she trusted him, she would trust that he wouldn't just not have a job if he was working off twenty dollars in his savings.
1: Right. I mean, like he like for all intents and purposes, he is a stranger. Okay. They sure they spent a over a month together,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but
1: she still doesn't know him completely, and that's partly their fault for not communicating well. Right. But I I can definitely see part of where she's coming from. She is just going about it the exact wrong way. Exactly. Uh so the next scene we get with them is their debrief, which this goes so left
3: <laughs> it did. that
1: it's like crazy. <laughs> like this is nuts. So, mm-hmm. so Steve brings up the social media with her the social media issue with her again and how he's upset about it. And she's like, Oh, which uh which post? Because you know,
2: Girl, because you do a million. You I shouldn't so even many. have to ask.
1: Which one has offended you? <laughs> so he tells her, he says, So why do you think it's so why is it so important that you need to broadcast like our issues to the world? And she says, like, she's oh yeah, you're right. I see where you're coming from. And she says, like, but the post wasn't directed at you. And he's like, Well, I mean, people are going to see that and naturally and assume same. that it's about me. And she's like, Yeah, I, I can see where you are coming from. Uh she says and then she goes like, even though this it wasn't about you, I do feel this way in our marriage. It's like, so, so it is. So about it was. It. It be, it's, that would it's be like
2: it. if I was in a relationship and I posted a meme or I posted like a, a post that said, never be in a relationship with a liar. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally, my significant other is going to be like, what? Why would you post that? I'm like, oh no, that was about my friend's boyfriend.
1: <laughs> I meant, no. I meant, I, that was about Pepper. That wasn't yeah. about you. That was, <laughs> exactly. that was about Pepper.
2: Exactly. Pepper told me she
1: didn't eat the dog treats. Obviously,
2: she's a liar. I never said it was a romantic relationship. Yeah. It's just like context clues. Why would you like, why is he having to spell out? Like, I am so sure that Noi is not. she, She seems like she seems like she is not dumb. Why is he having to explain that the perception of her posts?
1: why are you lying, girl? Like, why are you lying to this man? Like, Uh, it's about
2: him. Just tell him it's about him. Right. Do I feel that way about sometimes in our marriage? Yes. What? (laughs) (sighs) That's
1: crazy. And, you know, when she tells him that she has felt that way about their marriage, that, you know, she deserves better, she deserves more, he's not wow, like, he's he's taking it back, but he's like, that's that's really hurtful. Uh And, you know, she says that Cal told her about not opening their issues, and she understands it, but that's my social media, so I'm going to do what I want with it.
3: Right?
1: Oh <laughs> Yeesh. <laughs> uh, so Steve, obviously, as anybody would be, is just like so taken aback by this. He's like, it's like, so you don't, you don't like think you don't agree with what I and Pascal are saying that you shouldn't just broadcast our relationship out, and that I ask you to not do that, to not respect my like my asking you not to air our dirty laundry out there. Are you going to? Like say that noise says she agrees, but you know, you and pastor Cal are different people and I'm my own person and I can make my own decisions.
2: (laughs) Whoa! Why does she see this all of a sudden as like, you're trying to control what I do with my hands and my phone and my social media. All he's asking is for her to respect their relationship and not put this out and like not air. Like he said, air that they're in distress like why would you what this
1: it just seems just, like such a such an easy ask
2: yes
1: like, he'd be like hey can you just not like talk crap about me behind my back on social media right and, like, and on after party he does he tells rudy like yeah when she does this i get friends i get family calling me and ask me what's wrong like what's going on like he she has put him in that position
2: like to be like, oh no, I have no idea who that was about or yeah, what she's, she's talking sub-tweeting about. Me. She's sub-tweeting
1: <laughs> me, she's sub sub posting me. I have no idea. Like he he's just asking, Can you not put me in this uncomfortable position?
3: Mm-hmm. So I have to explain
1: to my friends and family that you are out here basically because if I saw that from one of my friends' posts, I'd be like, dang, like
2: hmm
1: They are in they are in trouble. They are going up.
2: through it. And then, then you, got, you got you to gotta look to see if the posts are still up or have they yeah. deleted the couple pictures. <laughs>
1: and for her to have this like attitude about it, which is for so, no reason. So out of pocket. I was like, wow, like you don't give a F about this <laughs> man. Like that's <laughs> this is my thought. Like
3: something just so immature.
2: Simple. So immature. It's not like he's saying. Hey, don't post pictures with your friends on your Instagram feed. He's he's asking you to respect his the the relationship that you're in. What you're doing is impacting him because you are subtweeting him, right? Yep. Why can't you just acknowledge? Like, okay, I'm not going to do something that make puts my husband in an uncomfortable position. Rather than it's my social media, I can do whatever I want. What are you (laughs) twelve?
1: Exactly. For her to just acknowledge that it is yeah that's so messed up like Ugh. that's awful like I, I see where you're coming from that's messed up but I'm gonna still do it anyway
2: right is, is <laughs> I respect what you're saying but I'm going to like, continue She to tells like I, ex- I want
1: yeah and she's like well I respect your opinion on the matter but it seems like like but do you like because it <laughs> sounds like you
2: don't at all
1: Oh, man. He, he also says he's not feeling comfortable. He he tells her, like, well, I'm not feeling comfortable at all about where this conversation is going. And basically reiterates to her, like, this is not something I want in my relationship. It goes against what he believes in. And noise like, well, guess we agree or disagree. And he gives a little laugh.
2: Yes! I was so frustrated during this, <laughs> this whole, like, her whole demeanor. Every response she had was just like a like she was trying to just make this to, out to be something that it wasn't. <laughs>
3: it's,
1: it's it's and her and her body language during this this whole episode, quite frankly, yes. was yes. awful mm-hmm. and was so like standoffish. I just I, I don't know what to do with it.
3: Like, right? It's, it's
1: crazy. And she, she even says in this like in this segment, like I love you, but like, no, 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 you don't. Mm-mm. that's, that's, not, love. That.
3: that's not love that's not
1: love um so steve's like okay steering away from this crazy conversation we're having right. let's uh address what you feel you deserve like what am i not doing for you that you deserve um so she says that you know she needs a partner who can show her that they're financially secure and you know she also she talks about her family struggles growing up how they were so poor and they all just worked all the time, and that's how like she grew up, and that's how like she knew that she was financially secure. Uh, she she says that you know he's just, just too relaxed um, for her on the financial front. Like he doesn't seem to be caring, or doesn't seem to be worrying about it.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, she she asks how she asks him how are you going to make you feel financially secure, and then he references you know Pepper talking to him about coming up with a plan and he says that you know he's willing to come up with some options he's willing to sit down and talk to her about it which should have been done 3 weeks ago exactly um so he asks if you know if i do all that will that make you feel more secure and she goes well it's going to take time before i can get to a place where i'm secure
2: so it's going to it's <sighs> annoy if steve came around and said well you can use the same example if he comes to her and says, Hey, I have a hundred thousand dollars in savings right now. Uh is that gonna take time? Like, are you gonna have to digest that? Or are you gonna be like, Okay, then he's okay for ne- right now. He's okay for I- at least a year. That'll buy you
1: a year, sir. Yes, a <laughs> and year. Then, and then I'll come we'll come back around to this conversation when you've used up all that hundred thousand dollars.
2: Right oh my goodness she frustrated me and Steve's taking this from
1: like and it it starts to become an angle like okay well if I make her feel more secure she'll stop crap posting about me no that's not
3: Mm -hmm, we we need to stop the bad
1: behavior you know no matter what like right (laughs) the issue is her bad behavior here like Mm. that needs to stop before anything else yeah you need to get your crap together but she needs to like not be an angle stop the
2: immature posting
1: yeah, that's that's an issue in and of this itself. This isn't your
2: diary. This is a public platform, right?
1: Because today it's about the job and the financial yeah. security. Next month it'll be about something totally different. When once you get a job, she'll find something else to, uh, you know, sub post about you.
2: Yeah, he's gonna like maybe you know leave if he gets a job. He's gonna leave for work without taking uh, sushi out, and she's gonna post like. B- believe people who uh, believe who people are when they when they show you. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's going to get a full time job, so he's not going to be around as much. It's like if someone's not willing to show up for you, then mm-hmm. you know how you know where they where they how they feel about you. <laughs> like you told the man to get a job,
2: <laughs> right? Uh, and exactly. I think he feels that too. Like he sees all this stuff happening now, and it. If he does get it, I think that's why he's so like. Let's talk. About these things, especially like it's going through with this plan of talking about the plan of just like, okay, I get a job and then what? Like, is this going to continue? Because if it is, that it's not worth yeah. me getting a job if I'm comfortable.
1: Steve needs to see that. I don't. I I hope he can find that and right. be like, you know, she may be a little, uh, you know, not all there, and maybe right, very immature, very immature. Um, so then we get into. Uh, they sit down and they start the future planning. So, like, I see this, and I'm like, I put my hands together, I'm like, yeah, here we go. Like, right. you've all been waiting for.
3: Uh,
1: so, see, he breaks out the laptop and the spreadsheets, and like, yeah, I'm like, he says, well, all right, we'll I'll talk about finances. I'm like, yes, finally, like,
2: <laughs> finally.
1: And then we get nothing. Yeah. Any actual numbers or any actual anything
2: no substance like okay we're gonna have individual accounts and we'll have one joint account okay that's a good plan
3: (laughs) yeah like
1: okay that's again that's like week one stuff Mm -hmm. if if it's me like we're talking about that within one week how what is your plan for life like what do you want blah 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 (sighs) but yeah so uh he asked her like do you think I really need to work for full time, or are you going to be okay if I work parts? Because you know I could work part time, make more than I work that I would make working full time. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, "I need to see some income and a plan, and that she has nothing to go off of right now, so she doesn't she doesn't know." Mark, you know, tells her, "Well, I'm not opposed to making to working full time, but if we can, you know, work something out, let's see if we can do that." He said, and he tells her, "You know, I know it's your worst." He's used to working full time, but he has entrepreneurial experience, uh, but he does understand she needs to feel comfortable if they're going to go that route. Uh, And then he like he's always like, you know, if we get to uh, search, you could take some time off as well. You know,
2: how nice of him to consider that option. I wouldn't even put that on the table for her.
1: I'm sure Noah's like, no, (laughs) I must work all the time. I had to take off for the stupid honeymoon a few weeks ago. That was the first vacation I've taken in 10 years. I'm always working. right? Nose to the grindstone all the time. Mm. So then, and this again blows my mind, they get into talking about children because this spun off from a uh, conversation about finances into children for some reason.
2: Right. He's
1: like, so what's your time frame like for kids? And she says she wants one within a year. And he says, oh, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. And, you know, she, like, she's like, surprised about that. She's like, oh, really? You do? Right. <laughs> what? Like, what? Why? Like, how have you not talked about when you want children?
2: Right. The, all they did was talk about the number in on the honeymoon and, what, never revisited it? Like, they yeah. never had further conversations?
1: Like, come on. Like, what are y'all doing every day? No idea. Arguing about noodles every day, like that's what y'all are doing. Mm-hmm. You sitting in bed next to each other, you shit posting you, like just talking crap about you. <laughs> right. Like,
2: that's
1: what y'all do all day. Uh, yeah, so and that was pretty much the end of it. They have a little argument about uh, who's gonna change diapers when they advocate. And like Rudy brought up a good uh, to- a good topic on after party, which I thought about too. As soon as this happened, she's like, okay. Well, didn't last week, just last week, Noy said she didn't want to move in with you, average mm-hmm. decision day, but now she's saying she wants a baby within a year. Like, how's that going to work? And, and Steve makes <laughs> like jokes like, yeah, I'll just have the kids on weekends, I guess. It'll completely be <laughs> in my place. So, yeah, it was, ugh, ugh, uh, yeah. uh, All right, let's, let's, let's get, uh, uh, next time on, I don't think we got anything big from them
2: yeah i don't even remember seeing them oh no no they were in the car i think coming from the retreat and her eyes were puffy as if she had been crying
1: yeah steve asked her like do you so do you want to be married to me and Mm -hmm. she just has a stank look on her face as she does most times Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's get in to ratings where are you rating them this week
2: I was at a three last week and I was at a four the week before, um, but I'm going to maintain my three because of knowing.
3: <laughs> yeah. Period.
1: This is a tough one. because I feel like Steve is starting to squint and see the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, and the writing it's on the like wall says six,
2: it's like six point font.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the writing on the wall says run, get out. <laughs> so I feel like he might be seeing that uh, can you tell me where I was last week four I was a four last week I, I'm, I'm tempted to take them all the way down to a two
2: mm. but
1: I will take them to a three Okay. I feel like I, Nora, I feel like Noah is just dragging this down and she doesn't need to be
2: exactly she definitely is and uh I think it just will boil down to Steve and if he sees it as, like, worth the risk. Like, yes, we're dealing with this now, but if we can come to, like, if we can get on the same page, then things could be really good. And I think he has enough hope that it, it could work out, but it's just like, is Noy going to change anything between now and Decision Day? I don't know. The question is, is Noi going confident? to
1: say yes at this point?
2: True. It, true.
1: Annoying, it seems like she's with every passing episode. It seems like she just has more and more disdain for him.
2: He deserves, but he deserves so much more. Like Steve, Steve is a man. Okay. You guys, Steve deserves the world. I want to say, so Jason, now that you've seen all the seasons, uh-huh. is he one of the most mature husbands we've seen?
1: Oh, by far. I, I think, <laughs> I mean I haven't done the official ranking. <laughs> um I was talking to to someone earlier today about Married at First Sight. Um and I we were ta- I was talking about it's it's crazy how they've paired the most mature person of the season with seemingly the least mature person yes. of the season. Like, I don't know what it like mass, you gotta work on our casting. Like we gotta work on our matching.
2: Yes, like, this
1: is the season's starting to like Really take a turn to just why did you pair these people together?
2: They honestly need to just pull together all of us podcasters who talk about this show.
3: Yeah. Like, we real. need to be
2: in the same room with Kev on stage and his wife, Melissa. Oh, and you
1: just want to meet. Them. That's <laughs> that's what you're saying.
2: And they give us a hundred applicants that they have narrowed it down to. We're like, they they all could be good on TV. We let us pair them.
1: I feel like the the match the experts will come to us like, all right, so here's what we got, right? This person likes the color blue. Right. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. This one over here, she likes the color blue too. We're gonna put them together. What you think about that? Right. Hey, that's all. That that's it. That's that's what you're basing this on. They both like have. They
2: both have a mom. and They both well, have a dad.
1: They both had a dad that died tragically.
2: How, how right. about that?
1: We should we should put them together, right?
2: Like, Absolutely. Not, not necessarily. I mean, that's that's not the end all be all. <laughs> the like, but trauma bonding. It is I, a
1: thing. It's a thing, but it's not the only thing. Like, sure. We have Trump, like, like Gil and Mirla. That's last, was that last season? Yeah, last,
2: yeah, last season. right? It seems forever ago.
1: Yeah. And it's like, that's what they said. Like, all right, these, these two people both have had tragic losses. Mm-hmm. Let's stick them together. It doesn't matter that they have totally different viewpoints on finances, on children,
2: it politics. Matter. Yeah.
1: It doesn't matter. Just stick them together
0: plus.
2: That's it for our episode, right?
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, because nothing else happened.
1: Uh, <laughs> nothing there were no other happened. couples.
2: <laughs> I'm so tired of talking about him.
1: Let's, Please let's
2: get, make it stop.
1: Let's get into the uh jackass and his hostage. <laughs> so that's just that's what this feels like. This alpha bro <laughs> And his his hostage wife that is still there for some reason.
2: There comes a point when the experts need to truly step in. I understand they want people to have the experience. They want them to be able to navigate these relationships alone. They want the, They want to be able to provide support three times throughout the season. But when there's a situation like this, when someone just had ha, like their voice is just gone. And you know what they've dealt with in the past. And this is probably nothing but a reminder of that past experience. Like, why? Why? Why is this still a thing? I mean, I know we have it with like they continue to allow Paige to keep going back to Chris, no matter how badly he talked about her in season. What was that? 12.
1: But they repeatedly tried to save her
2: true
1: they true. repeat like they repeatedly said you don't have to put up with this yeah don't go back to him and she still went back to him anyway they're not even trying with katina like they're they're not even talking
3: to her
2: exactly so we we got a question we got some feedback from gabby um she said i feel like Paige got so much slack for forgiving chris why aren't people in more of an uproar when katina keeps forgiving olajuan slash isaac
1: i'm in an uproar because i'm in oh, a, yeah, I, 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 We I, are.
2: <laughs> right. it, it feels you. like
1: I want to say like the, you know and like we watch Survivor we're big Survivor people you and I mm-hmm. and we get what's called a confessional count and we see how, how many people have confessionals every episode right mm-hmm. I want a word count for Katina
2: <laughs> yes. I feel
1: like every episode the word count has just gone down and down and down she barely talks anymore he doesn't all. let her talk no. and she just seems so like emotionally and listen, this this could be all speculation, conjecture. This could be editing. They could be editing out all the things that she says to make mm-hmm. us think this. But just a look on her face when he's talking, either in a group setting or in a confessional where they're side by side. She looks so lifeless. Numb.
2: Yeah, she looks numb.
1: So, yeah, it's 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 very concerning.
2: It and really is.
1: This, and I'm I'm so 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 sick of everyone enabling Elijah Wan on this. Yes, show. we got it in in this episode. We got an after party this week where Mark again is like, "Oh, well, Elijah Juan just passionate." I've never seen him belittle Katina. Show this Bruh. man the footage.
2: Yes,
1: because this is outrageous. Like what?
2: And I was so, <laughs> my man Steve. I was so proud of him for speaking up after Mark. Because, oh gosh,
1: Steve, look out in your DM. Asia Asia's got the Asia's got the itis for Steve. Like like I we thought it was for Mike, but she's apparently moved her target this season to Steve.
2: See, with Mike, it's just physical, but with Steve, like we're talking whole package. But <laughs> I was so I was so happy he spoke up because he was like, look, yes, yes, you know, I think that he was like, Elajuan does not he, he doesn't realize how he's coming off to people. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but I have seen examples where people have called him out on how he's doing, how he's saying something, and then he adjusts and kind of corrects from there. Right. But, you know, he's like, you have to be mindful how you are coming off to people.
1: Yeah. And, like, I thought that we were getting into a good place with Dr. Pepper here, but it just kind of just sunk. And yeah. I don't know what happened. I was like, wait, what? Like it just got dropped.
2: We probably well, I was gonna say, well, let's let's just get into it and then we, we can get there. But yeah. they we we got one scene with them before they met with Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper where they were shopping together. This was their first grocery store trip together. How?
3: <laughs> How
1: is this the first time that y'all are grocery shopping together? It's been five weeks.
2: First like, time.
1: And then he they could, and then he couldn't even handle that with grace.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah, just, no, <laughs> it was just it was it was a mess. Like you know, she like a couple of playful things where she's joking about getting hot fudge, and he's like, "What you gonna do with that?" But then they start looking at the meat, and she's like, "Oh, let's let's get lamb," and he's like, "I don't know about that. Like I've never seen you cook lamb. I don't know what you could do with that." She's like, "I can cook it." like really good he's like well you've said that about other things too why are you asking no, her to cook for you all the time if you're gonna bash <laughs> her cooking
1: but like this 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 part was a little playful okay i was i was mildly okay with this but then he gets into oh you know i have to guide her into like no dude you, you don't like stop talking down to her that's talking i have to guide her to. The, to get what she needs to get because you know she doesn't know what she's doing
2: right like she's gonna bring home some stuff i don't want so i need to be here
1: and again it's a way of approaching things there's a way to say that to say like yeah we eat differently so you Mm -hmm. know if i let her know what i like and we can work together and come up with stuff that she should be bringing home fine but to say like i need to guide her because you know she gonna bring home some crap i don't like
2: right Uh, and then she grabs ribs. He's like, "Okay, so you know, you you know what to do with that." And he's like, "Well, what? Like, what? What are you gonna season it with?" And she's like, "I mean, I'm in seasoning. No, what? Like, what would you use?" And she's like, "Well, like, you know, salt, pepper." He's like, "Barbecue sauce." It's like he's constantly trying to mold her into he what he wants her to be. So, like, he literally could be married to anybody. It doesn't have to be Katina. Just any woman willing to mold himself into exactly what Olajuwon wants. That's what he wants.
1: Yeah, I mean, and we were told a long time ago that that's what he's going to do. And by golly, that's yeah. what he's doing.
2: that's very true. His family knew him. Yep. Ugh, so that we had that annoying shopping trip. Like, well, I
1: did I did like Katina kind of giving it back a little bit during this segment. Like, mm-hmm. this was the only moment in the episode where she kind of came to life. Yeah. And she was saying things like she wanted to just like, and the confession, he's like, Man, he can only make breakfast. Like,
3: right,
2: like, how are you, you gonna like cook on my
1: stuff? All you make is stupid little breakfasts. And that is all we've seen. Because yeah. every time we see Elijah on cooking, is only breakfast,
2: eggs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, I like the Katina fought back a little bit here. Like, like I said, this is the only time in the episode we see her like really joyful and really yeah. like in a good mood,
2: right? Exactly. That was the yeah, that was the last time. So, um. We saw that Katina met with Pastor Cal. And she brings up like, yeah, we've been having like little conflicts here and there. Like one of the conflicts was I had a dating app on my phone. It's like, girl, this was not a little conflict. <laughs> but uh, he, she said she deleted the app or she deleted the account, but not the app. And she said she was mainly just upset with how he approached it.
1: Well, uh, and, and here's the moment like Cal's like, oh, yeah, we know we get reports. I'm like, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Wait, 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 wait. You get reports? Are you not seeing footage? Right. I feel like a report is different than seeing the actual footage. I need you to watch the footage. Yes,
2: I need you to get the raw footage of this argument.
1: Unedited. Yes. And to see this whole argument take place because this like this ain't it, sir. Like a report is like, oh Elijah got mad at Katina because you had a DNA. Yes, he said he said
2: this and then he said right. this. And it's not a full transcript. It's just the highlights that production wanted to tell them.
1: Yeah. So you need I I hope that if he had seen the footage that he would have demanded to step in at that moment. But y'all need to be looking at footage. Well, that's why
2: footage. that's why we never get their real thoughts until the reunion. Because the, now they've seen the show. And if they even
1: show up on the reunion.
2: The experts.
1: Yeah, the experts. Oh, you yeah. mean the, the the cast? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Like, if, if we, like, I feel like that's the one time that, like, we really got to see, like, Dr. Viviana's frustration with certain things. Um, but it's like, during the season, it's just like, oh, you know, we hear about these things. Mm-hmm. but I need y'all to see it. Yeah. Um. So she said like him seeing the app was a trigger and for him and that's when Pastor Kyle was like, well, it's time for you to like find out like why the, these things are a trigger, like find out the more things about him to see why that's a trigger. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I just felt like her saying that it was a trigger was kind of putting it lightly, but yeah. I know she's only coming from her perspective. Um. She she does say they're attracted to each other and Pastor Cal asks how. She's like, you know, he comes up behind me, kisses me on my neck, slaps my butt.
1: Boy, Pastor um, Cal really wants these two to have sex. Like,
2: he does. De- real me, bad. And I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's almost as if Pastor Cal thinks that like all of their all of the little issues that they're having would go away if they realized they connected on a physical level.
1: Yeah. And I uh, and I don't think there. I don't think that is without any merit. I think that part of part of the issue is lack of intimacy, and maybe if they did, you know, release that tension, mm-hmm. things would get a little better. But it's not going to solve their bigger problems,
2: right? But Katina doesn't want to be dizzy. Oh boy! <laughs> I have never in my life heard this. I I, I had
1: never heard of it, but like.
2: It makes context clues. I
1: could. Yes,
2: it. I get it. I understand it. It's blank dizzy. She's like, I don't want to get that because once start you a D, folks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. And so it's just like. She doesn't want to want them to start having sex. And then she gets kind of like she has she's in lust and then she forgets about all their issues. And then once she comes down from that, then she's like, wait a minute, I don't even like him. And Pastor Cal was like, well, you do want to be a little bit dizzy in a marriage. <laughs> He's like, you want lust to be there because at this point you're committed. So it's okay for you to be lustful. He's like, in dating relationships, it's not okay to be lustful because there's not that serious commitment there.
1: So. Yeah. And I feel like saying you don't want to be d dizzy um, makes sense one, two weeks into this process. Right. But I feel like once you have got to know this person after a while, you shouldn't get d dizzy after you do it
3: because
1: mm-hmm. you've you now know this person and you're not going to be blinded because you know this person's, uh, you know issues, right. this person, how this person is. So I feel like you know after after a month after a month and a week, you shouldn't be concerned with
2: that. Exactly.
1: That that should be that sh- that shouldn't blind you. By having sex.
2: Right, right. So then we get um, Elijah Juan and Dr. Pepper meeting. And this is definitely where what I was saying earlier, I really wanted Elijah Juan to talk one-on-one with Pastor Cal. Mm-hmm. And not about having sex with Katina. Yeah. To talk about everything else, because I feel like he would have had a different level of respect for Pastor Cal. 100%. Which, for some reason, he should, like, for some reason, he is so disrespectful to Dr. Pepper when that is, it's so uncalled for. Dr. Pepper same, deserves all the respect.
1: He did the same thing with Dr. Viviana, if you remember, mm-hmm. back when they had the meeting with Viv so many yep. weeks ago. And exactly. so it's, it's like I, I mentioned last week, like, he needs guidance from a strong male figure because that seems to be what he respects and what he listens to. Aside
2: yeah, it's from his so mom. annoying. <laughs> right. And it makes sense because the way he treats Katina shows that he doesn't have a general respect for women. And we see that with Dr. Pepper and Dr. Viviana. Um, So when Dr. Pepper walked in with Olajuwon, I was like, I have to look up how tall Dr. Pepper is. Because oh what?
1: She is like the, the shortest guest person man,
2: alive. <laughs> the guesstimate was 5'2".
1: I'd say so they were like, like, he, under five, five feet.
2: foot. I know it has to be five foot even. Yeah. She is a <laughs> short one for sure. Yes. Cause you know, every time t- standing next to Pastor Cal, I'm like, okay, she's short. But then, mm. like, yeah, it's yeah. Okay. Let's
1: put her let's put her up against Mike.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> that'll, that'll give us a good gauge.
2: She would make Mike look like he's like five ten. Exactly. Um, so Elajuan thinks things are going well. And that they have a lot in common. They both care for each other. And he just wants her to keep being vulnerable and expressing who she is. And he has on this, like, his his professional voice. Like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: not the way he talks to her, not the way we see him talking to the guys, but this, like, I'm trying to put forth a great presentation about how things are with Katina. Yeah. And so, Dr. Pepper says, like, what, okay, what type of things are concerning you? And he's like, well, Like her having the dating app on her phone, like that was a red flag for me. And Dr. Reb was like, Well, it was really concerning for us that like you were really lovey dovey at dinner and then you brought up that thing at the the end of dinner. Like I'm hearing that, you know, you talk you belittle her sometimes, you talk down to her. Oh, he just, you would have thought Dr. Pepper slapped him in the face. He was just so upset that she asked this. His deme- his whole demeanor changed. And yeah. he's just like, look, I like I already apologized to her. Um, and and Dr. Pepper's like, well, like you said like she didn't have any life skills and that she's behind you in, in um maturation. And he's like, Look, if someone if someone needs to say something to me, they can say it to my face. Like, you're pointing me out to look like the bad guy. I don't find it funny. Like, for real. I I really don't find it funny. If she feels that way, then she could say no on decision day.
1: He was heated. And I was wondering if, like, he he felt like Katina had come and talked to Dr. Pepper about Mm -hmm. it.
2: That's exactly what he thought.
1: But then I got the, like, inference, like, through this conversation and through the volleyball scene later,
2: that he thinks, like,
1: producers... Is tell- are telling her these things and he he has a small point okay because Pepper hasn't been around she's getting reports now I said this Patrick Pastor Cal, I need her like can we call in the AV cart from like when you had in school when it was like movie <laughs> right. day like let's get the movie cart out here and I want to show this man what, what he did and then oh, I want her. him to tell me that that was not belittling his wife and that, right. that is acceptable to say to any woman in any situation, you know, apart a uh, short from extreme ones. Like, I want him to see this and tell me that it's okay
3: because it's right. not.
2: It's yeah, it's like I, I refuse to ever say he has a point at any point in his life.
1: <laughs> I just mean from the standpoint of like he's right when Pepper Pepper you haven't been here. This is the first time I'm seeing you in five weeks.
2: But she's not saying anything that's wrong.
1: True. That's true. Very true. Yeah.
2: It's like, yeah, he, right now, his issue is the vehicle that he's getting this information.
1: Right. And And he does, he says later, and he he says on After Party that it seemed like she was coming at it as pointing the finger at him instead of asking him about, and she literally asked you about your, she wanted your side of the story. Right. She said. Yeah, so he's definitely wrong in that point. But she did kind of come at it as like pointing the finger. But you deserved me to have the finger pointed at you. Like
2: it's like she was saying, yeah, she's like I'm hearing that you know that you talked down to her and uh, that you're belittling her and that you said that uh, you said this. Like he she he did say those things to Doctor Viviana. He said I feel like she's like behind me and or you know at not as mature or whatever. How however he phrased it. And so it's like he did say these things, but he she's bringing it up to give him the opportunity to speak more on it, clarify what he was saying, maybe. But he sees it as her saying you you are terrible. You are a bad person. And it's just like that would have been the moment to clear the air. But no, he showed his whole butt and he's like, I am. All I'm hearing is I hear, I hear, I hear. And um, he feels like Dr. Pepper is being disrespectful. And he's like, you're talking week one, week two. Like I don't feel that way now.
1: Bro, this was a week ago that you right? demeaned your wife for all the world to see. Um and I did like the show kind of ramping things up. Cause they put in the line when he goes, I think it was a spit in my face. But it was mm-hmm. it was the, the confessional from when he was at the dinner talking about Katina.
3: Mm-hmm. Not
1: about this situation. Like they just inserted right. that in there. Like let's just amp this up a little bit <laughs> and just just throw in this confessional. It's not even about this. Right. I just found that so like crazy in as in editing style. Like He's got the stupid uh, pink polo he's wearing at the dinner and everything in this confessional. Mm-hmm. Is obviously not talking about the situation. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, show. I understand what you're doing.
2: We love a good edit. Yeah. Um. So somehow with through all this. Dr. Pepper's able to remain calm and she's able to kind of bring him back around to like, okay, I'm not attacking you. And he he explains that like he realized at the beginning he had a wrong the wrong approach with Katina because he was always pointing out what was wrong and he realized he couldn't do that with her. This and is the wrong
1: approach for anyone.
2: anyone. Anyone. He thinks it's just Katina, but he mm-hmm. he don't he doesn't date Katina's. That's the problem.
1: Not pulling Katinas.
2: So, um, doc, Dr. Pepper asked, "Like, okay, what would be your decision day? If decision day was tomorrow, he's like, I don't have an answer for you. <laughs>
1: <sighs> he's so irky, like,
2: yeah, so and old. it's
1: it's just I, I wanted Pepper to push more, and I'm saying yeah. maybe why she didn't because he was getting you know really upset,
3: mm-hmm. maybe He didn't
1: want to press the issue any further to get him even more upset." But I want someone to say to him, like, and no one said it to him yet. Like, this is not how you speak to your significant other, to women, to anyone, really, especially in a situation where you spoke to where you blew up at her over this nothing. Mm -hmm. This was completely unacceptable. You should not be speaking to anyone. Like, I want someone to say to them. No one has said that to him yet.
2: Yeah. Talk about someone else, along with his little friend, Lindsay, who needs some intensive Therapy because the way that this set him off, you could tell that it triggered something in him of just needing to be super defensive Mm -hmm. because, you know, he's experienced something where he just had to be on the defense. So he automatically thinks that people are against him or out to get him for some reason.
1: And it's interesting how he, you know, is so defensive in this moment where someone is calling him out for something on national TV, on Mm -hmm. camera when he did the same thing to his wife a couple weeks ago by bringing yep. up this dating app situation at a table full of people and on national television
2: mm-hmm. and not,
1: you know, and letting it just kind of hang out there instead of addressing it and even bring it up in the first place, which he should not have done. Right. And Katina handled that situation beautifully at the dinner. She didn't blow up.
2: Mm-hmm. She didn't get
1: crazy at the dinner. She said, <laughs> you know, we'll talk about it later. Like, this is not the venue, but he just got super defensive when when confronted with his own behavior.
2: Right. Yeah. So so then that was kind of like kind of left off on that note. And then the couples all went to play volleyball together, but Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper were watching them on candid camera. This was bat- so
1: <laughs> stupid. I know. And right? I hope they never do it again.
2: I know. This was
1: awful. There was no reason for this.
2: They're like we just want to see if they're able to put into practice and and what they thought about the meetings that they had with us. And Noi couldn't even go because she woke up and she she wasn't feeling well. So they played a volleyball game against each other.
1: You think they were like, "Noi, we really really need you to go. We really really want you to <laughs> go, Noi." Production is like, we really need just join's Like, it's just volleyball. What do you want me to right. go? I so no, I I don't no, feel no. like it, doing that. You understand? <laughs> we really want you to go. It's a really like you
2: can sit on the side, you don't even have to like touch a volleyball. She's yeah. like, no, <laughs> <It's> fine. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it ended up being like Mark Lindsay and Steve playing against um, um, Mike, Jasmina, La Juana, Katina, they get beat. Up. Mark, really Lindsay, bad. and Steve beat them so bad. It's 21 <laughs> to 6. This
1: is such comedy. Like,
2: yeah, <laughs>
1: you see Katina, like, just flying all over the, the place, trying mm-hmm. to hit the ball and falling all the time. She's she
2: right.
3: really
2: bad. Yeah. So then the the couple, like, the the experts are like commenting They're like, oh, Alajwan's um, the only one talking to his wife. Everyone else is kind of like doing their own thing. Mark and Lindsay did this like handshake to take off their breakaway pants. <laughs> so, um, so then all the couples sit down together and are kind of debriefing what they learned from the experts and. Lindsay, at one point, when she was talking about what she had learned with Mike, she looks up at the ceiling and comments on a volleyball that's stuck up there. She's like, I really want to know why that volleyball's up there. And Pastor Kyle's like, look, she always diverts from whatever they're talking about to talk about irrelevant stuff. Um, and so they're just all going around. I mean, they're all just saying the same thing, right, of what yeah, they this learned. This
1: a repeat of the things you already heard in this episode.
2: Right. But Alajuan like he apologizes to the group for the dinner and he said like Dr. Pepper had some concerns and that she, she has the wrong perception about us. Like she thinks that I she she thinks that I talked down to my wife. Katina, do I do you feel like I talk down to you? All Katina does is smile. He's like, see, when I ask her, that's all she does. So I don't I don't talk down to her.
3: And it she wasn't even like, a word. It
1: wasn't even a confident smile. It was just like I'm going to smile so you don't blow up right now.
2: Right.
1: Like, and I'm sure that's what she did when she asked him when he asked her originally. Yes. It's like, like, it just seems like he's afraid to say anything.
2: He's so overbearing. He didn't give, he gave that woman two seconds to answer. She okay. did not answer, but he took her smile as an answer and moved on. Um, He says, you know, as the expert, like you shouldn't be playing like the, he said, she said, see, she said game, and he said that 90% of it was a waste of time. And that's when they cut to Dr. Pepper. Ooh. She's like, leaned over, hands on her knees, talking about keep talking to Lajuan. <laughs> so Ugh. yeah, then they walk out. Lajuwon like says the F word because he realizes that they just heard everything that he said. Yeah. But,
1: but here's L- the thing that- though, like, and he's talking, he's talking about like, before they walk out he's talking about like don't you know don't feed the experts something uh negative feed them something that's gonna help us and i feel like like the way he was looking like he was talking directly to producers mm-hmm. like he, he was talking like he was ranting and raving at the producers like you know y'all tell y'all are telling her all this negative stuff about me like y'all are setting her against me so that's why that happened because not mm-hmm. like, what she's talking about because y'all are feeding her all this bs
2: yep exactly yeah, it was. he was. Yeah, he was looking at them. They were trying so hard to show shots, not portraying that, but he was. And um, when Doctor Pepper and uh, Pastor Cow sat down, they said, or Doctor Pepper addressed Elijah Juan first, and was like, "You know, what's most important is that y'all are happy together." So I was like, "That's it." Yes, I know. After all that.
1: Out. All that- Promotion, all that like, ooh, what's gonna happen? Right? They came, they popped out on him when he was talking crap about them, and then just nothing. Like,
2: exactly.
1: Well, we'll, we'll, uh, agree to disagree on what I was told about how you feel about it, and that's it. Like, no, 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 no.
2: Right? That was not the approach. And I know she was just trying to like calm the tensions, but it's just like, no, he's gonna continue to act this way if no one calls him out
1: kevin frazier you are our last hope <laughs>
2: right last, last hope. i feel like we can rely on him even but at Rudy, that point it's too late
1: even rudy's not calling him out on this stuff
2: Mm-mm. she wants and to I keep coming she, back
1: yeah i think probably people behind the scenes were like you know no because they probably know elijah on this point and don't want elijah to like blow up or something they yeah. are probably cautioning her not to bring it up but I, I just want someone to just take this man to task for what he's doing because I feel like no one's done that yet.
2: Right, and Pastor Kyle says like Katina is exactly what Elijah needs, and Elijah points out that he's not in love. And Pastor Cal asks him questions like, uh, "Why well, are you committed to her? Are you seeing other people?" And he's already like, "He who's are you interested in anyone else?" And he like gets defensive then, and Pastor Kyle has to be like, "No, I'm just I'm just asking you questions." He's like, "I'm just <laughs> saying, you know." You, you a lot of people re- don't realize they are in love until they've already been feeling it
1: yeah so and they use the line you know love is you don't fall in love you grow in love which is something that yeah they've really yeah. uh hyped up for the past couple of seasons
2: right but all all Olajuwon took away from this was that uh Dr. Pepper had the wrong approach he's like I think she you know didn't really mean how she said it and he yeah. took away from it that she was in the wrong in their in their conversation.
1: And she did nothing to disabuse him of that notion. So, like, it feels like he's walking away with that wrong notion and she's okay with it.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Why do, you think,
1: why do you think Viv wasn't there?
2: I mean, they did this little check-in with just two experts last season uh, when, like, yeah. Mirlo was, like, lit <laughs> off of... a.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh some drinks. There's some rumors on the interwebs that Doctor Viviana will not be coming back after the season. Really? Yeah.
2: So, yeah. I wonder. Is it because she she wrote a book? Yeah. She's on a book tour right now. And I, I don't know. Maybe she just realized it's time to move on. Maybe they go zero for five again, and they're just like, she's like, this is a waste up. of my time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, but those that that's the that's the rumor going around the room. Oh. That Dr. Viv will be back next season.
2: That's that's some fresh tea. Well, I'll miss her. Not that she added yeah. much to the couples themselves, but I did enjoy hearing her perspective. Like at the very beginning and the very end.
1: Yeah, she spoke a lot of truth mm-hmm. every time she spoke. So I'm I'm glad about that. Yeah. Um, we need someone that's going to speak truth to these people.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the only other thing out of volleyball was like, Lindsay was kind of sharing how she felt about things and got, she was getting teary-eyed and Mark was just not leaning into her or giving any type of sign that he was supporting her. He was just there.
1: <laughs> Mark Mark, and Lindsay are really starting to give uh, like Brett and Ryan vibes from last mm-hmm. season. Like, you know, it, it seems like they're trying a little harder than Brent and Ryan wear, but it just seems like it's the writing's on the wall. Like, mm, yeah, we're this isn't going to work,
2: right? Um, and then on the next time on, did you see that uh Elaguan shirt? Like, I'm talking, yeah, with I you did, I did see you. it,
1: yeah. What a what a <laughs> cornball,
2: right? <laughs> Um, so I, I did also
1: see Micah Jasmina's shirts. It seemed like every time they showed them, they were wearing like these themed shirts that were like, oh, really? The other half or something like that.
2: So,
3: mm.
1: yeah, more cute. Oh, that's
2: adorable. Yeah. yeah. So, with ratings, where would you rate Elijah and Katina?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, you know what? It's It's a five. I just. Yeah. And it seems like from everything we've been seeing, from not even the show stuff mm-hmm. I, on After Party O was talking so like glowingly about Katina and I just feel like that's not acting
2: yeah he w- the the one that I noticed because I was trying like trying not to read body language but I couldn't help with how awkward he got was he said um, Rudy asked like oh do you see Katina as like the mother of your children and he was like yeah, that's my wife. I have no choice. That's my wife. Yeah. And then he kind of like looked over at over at the guys like real quick, and it was kind of like a. Did I just say something I shouldn't have? Yeah. Like it, it was. He was. It was such a reaction rather than a. I'm putting myself in present day, or I'm putting myself at that time, episode thirteen. So. Yeah, I don't you'll know. see
1: like as much as, as like they bought the since I'm getting from like a Mark and Lindsay on after party is that they can't stand each other and they right. like don't don't talk anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> as of the moment they're filming the after party. I get the same thought about Katina and Elijah while time they're on after party that just the sense that I get, the way they talk about each other is that they're still together.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm also a five. I don't all of a sudden in the next few weeks see Katina st- Unfortunately, I just don't see her standing up for herself and calling him out on the way yeah. that he is talking to her. I think that for some reason she has realized that she will deal with that because of other things she likes about him. Or and she was, just, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I guess for her, the good moments are really good.
3: Mm-hmm. And then she
1: just kind of resigned herself to having to deal with this immature man child. That yes. whenever he gets upset, he lashes out, and she just has to be patient. And I'm sick of people saying like, "Oh, Elijah, well, she's perfect for you because she's patient, like, and she right. deals with your outbursts." Like, no, sir, you just not have outbursts. Like,
2: exactly, that ain't it at all.
1: Like, it's not healthy for you to be having these outbursts, so you shouldn't. Right, have them.
2: exactly. Um. So yeah. So let's see. So we have yeah those ratings for Fives. Didn't get too much next week for them. Um so, oh, he yeah. asked
1: her about he asked her about school and said Oh yeah. He asked uh, her if
2: she was still in school and how she plans to have children because she's finishing up school.
1: How you gonna have my babies if you did a book?
2: <laughs> right.
1: Basically.
2: Yeah. So that's what it you, for everyone
1: she's going to school for. Like because we haven't I don't heard no, is she getting what,
2: her masters? Maybe. I don't know. I don't well, that's it for episode 13. We will be back next week with episode 14. Um, and we will have a, a guest. So stay tuned. Um, but yeah, Jason, where can people find you?
1: I am on Twitter at JAYR1085. And uh, for the next few weeks until the season's over, you can catch me over on post show recaps talking about the uh, HBO Max show, Winning Time. Um, so that's been a lot of fun. We're about halfway through the season. Uh, just got renewed for season two, so oh, nice. hopefully you'll be back next season as well. Uh, but for now, for the next few weeks, that's where I'll also be podcasting. Um, anything else that pops up my way, I'm, I'm not booked and busy like some other people on this <laughs> podcast, but anything else that comes my way that I'll be doing, I'll be sharing over on my Twitter account, so keep an eye out there. Um, Don't forget to leave us some reviews, y'all. I want to just put that back out there. Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah. Where can they find you, Asia?
2: You can find me on Twitter at Asia, like Asia, A-Y-S-H-A, like A-S-I-A. Subscribe to the Love at First Sight feed. Hopefully, you're listening to this podcast in that feed right now, right? And so you'll you'll also see uh, some podcasts about Love is Blind. And then right now, we just started, like I mentioned at the top of the podcast, we are covering The Ultimatum. It's a new dating show on Netflix, and it's really interesting. So definitely go watch the episodes and then come listen to the podcast. I'm talking with Frail Mary, and we're having a good time over there talking about that. Um, also, I was on the If you watch Big Brother Canada, I was on the Thursday night recap the eviction episode to talk about some Big Brother Canada. Um, If you are a patron of Rob Has a Podcast, I will be on Survivor Academy uh, with Rob uh, this weekend. So stay tuned for that. And then I'm also joining the Top Chef crew. So if you are subscribed to the Reality TV Rehab Ups feed, we will be talking about the newest episode of, of Top Chef. This is my first season of Top Chef, and it's so interesting. I don't know how. I haven't seen it before, but I'll be talking with them. And then lastly, to finish out the weekend, I will be joining the Dark Walk crew over on Post Show Recaps to talk about episode six of Bridgerton.
1: Oh, is that all? That's it. it? That's that's (laughs) the (laughs) only one you have? Uh, That's it.
2: (laughs) Nothing else going on. Slow Um, week for you. Just relaxing, you know? (laughs) Um, but yeah, I I feel like that's how it always works out. Like, I feel like whenever there's a Russia podcast always happens within like the same week, but thank you guys for sticking with us and we will see you guys next week. Bye.